Welcome to Fire Breathing Kittens, a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons podcast. This is a standalone podcast where you can listen to the episodes in any order. We are joined today by Tanager Goodfellow. Tanager Goodfellow, level 2 Cleric of the Reveler, level 3 Echo Knight, and level 2 Bard. Soon to be a Bard of Eloquence. Dressed today in a vacation-style Hawaiian shirt, his customary many gold chains, with little flowers hanging from the ends of his uh, horn tips. Raincloud Moonglow. Good evening, I'm Raincloud Moonglow. Generally, I'm more the swashbuckling roguish type, although after a trip to the Feywild, I now found, find myself ordained in the Divine Order of the Revelers as a level two paladin. Um, I am a six foot nine uh, snow leopard tabaxi gentleman, and today I am sporting the kimono of uh, the blade dancers, the cadet level kimono. It's black with gold trim. It's very fetching, I think you'll find. Beautiful. And tangible dreams. I'm feeling a little out of place here. I'm a level seven wizard, and I'm a female, as you can hear from my voice, a short, skinny, sexy gnome with brown skin, kind of like wood bark. I have bright, piercing, blue-green eyes, long, brown, free-flowing hair. I'm about 200 years old, so these youngins around me are going to have to get used to the fact that I know a lot more than them, and I'm a faithful follower of Bearvan. Before I start, I just want to apologize to everyone because I am practicing accents today. A big part of Dungeons & Dragons is that the DM is supposed to be able to do voices, and I really can't. But the only way to get better is practice, right? So my apologies that I am practicing today on you. Alrighty, let's get into it. What day of the week is it in-game party? You, the party, can decide. Tanager would like to try to end the vacation on a Friday so he could have the weekend. Not that that means too much to an adventurer. But, uh, yeah, so maybe Friday? Friday's my favorite day, so I'm fine with Friday. Again, it doesn't matter too much to me, but there are always better parties on Fridays, I find. Well, Friday it is, then. Also, where would you like to start today? Will you begin your adventure in Yesterday's, a restaurant-slash-bar where you can sit and drink with friends? Or in Puppify, a dog shelter-slash-kennel where you can pet puppies? Or in Lasum Wood, a forest just north of the city of Nicomui, where monstrous creatures stalk their prey. Again, that's Yesterday's, Puppify, or Lasum Wood. I'm between Yesterday's or Lasum Wood. How do you feel tangible? I-, I, I, I just like anything that starts with puppy. I don't know why. <laughs> I just think that's just a great name. Well, I mean, I, I, I do enjoy puppies, but they generally don't, don't like me. They're always barking and biting, and I don't want to cause a fuss. Well, today was lovely, but I liked yesterday, so that's also a good choice. <laughs> All right, let's go get a drink, then. We will begin our adventure at yesterday's. Consent all around? Yes, yes. Yesterday's. Tally-ho. First round's on me. All right, and just so that you know, those other locations exist. You can visit them at any time. Yesterday's The White Spire Branch Walking in through the front doors, you find Yesterday's to be a large room with wooden walls, a bar counter, and a sitting area with wooden tables and chairs. Behind the bar counter, one swinging half-door leads to the kitchens, and a second wooden door has a sign on it that informs you there is a second floor with rooms for rent. 
One gold per room per night. Two people other than yourselves are in this restaurant right now. A waitress in her fifties who has a dragon's body and angel wings, and an elf. The elf is sitting at a table eating a steaming hot fajita goat and cactus platter. The waitress is behind the bar and seems distracted. She hasn't noticed you, instead looking at a pad of paper in her hands. The room is a bit dark, with the primary source of light being sunlight shining in through cloth shades on the big front window. Well, I, I like this place. It seems, seems like good lighting for a hangover. Yes, it's wonderful glazing over the fact that they serve goat. Uh... <laughs> oh, oh, oh dear. Oh, no, it's fine, it's fine. It's just, I, I know this smell, I understand people eat it. I'm not a fan, but then, you know, a lot of people aren't a fan of what I do. Anyway, I'm going to get a room and put my bags down. And they, of course, they only, they only serve the bottom half of the goat as well, which must be extra tough for a satyr. Uh, I'm going to pop you in the jaw. Go get drinks. Oh, oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I must. I must check my privilege. Nobody eats felines anywhere, really. So I. I, I can't. I can't quite empathize with that experience. I please accept my apologies. Mm-hmm. Yes. Sorry, I'm grouchy from the trip. Oh no! Oh, I've set him off. Oh dear. Is uh, I look around for tangible because I would have been perhaps a reason we could meet. Uh. I was waiting for a package to be delivered, and maybe she uh, had to sign for it, and, you know, I would have sent word to meet it yesterday's. Oh, for sure, I got that package. Let me run up to my room, because I already got a room here, because I was a little ahead. Uh, Let me get that for you. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, Sure! Such a good favor. I owe you one for this one. Big time. Uh... Cool. So then uh, Tanninger would like to go to the counter and rent a room for a gold piece. The person behind the counter who has a dragon's body and angel wings smiles her toothy dragon smile at you, but seems distracted, worried. Welcome to yesterday's. You can sit wherever you like. Oh, thank you very much. Um, I do need a room and I'll slide a gold piece across the counter, but then I'll... uh, could I make, like, an insight check on her to, like, s- just, like, quickly intuit maybe what she's feeling? Sure. Okay. Well, I got a 16 on my insight. As she slides the gold piece across the counter at you, it looks like she's very worried and distracted. She keeps playing with the pad of paper like she's thinking about something. Cool. Um... What you thinking about, dude? Oh, I don't want to bother you, sweet child, with this. It's just... Go on, the words are there. (laughs) (laughs) I normally take food to my husband's aunt every day before my shift. Today I went to drop it off and she wasn't there. Technically, she has every right to go outside, but she's just a little old lady, and she's not always all there. She's nearly always at home, though. I wonder if she'll have returned by the time I get off work. Her name is Tinnitin, and she's a dear, but she's a bit forgetful. Well, interesting. That's, uh, something to think about. Uh, and, uh... I guess I'd like to bring this up to the group before I just say I'm going to go investigate a little old lady. (laughs) (laughs) 
So uh, once I get the room key, I'll just go upstairs and like wash off the travel stink. Oh yeah, yeah. The room is a standard adventuring room, a la every RPG ever. Bed, dresser, <laughs> wash basin. Full quarter piece of cheese and an apple on a plate. <laughs> <laughs> and a hunk of bread. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, I think Raincloud rain uh, might want to go over and start chatting to this elf. Oh, okay. And, a, and about this time, a Tangible is carrying a package that is roughly uh, a foot taller than Tangible down the <laughs> stairs. It's about three and a half feet tall. You know, uh, in this particular case, Tangible is about two and two and a half feet tall and walking down the stairs carrying this box as if uh, the entire planet is resting on her shoulders and she teeters every step about to drop the package <laughs> all the way down the stairs. Tangible, do you need a... Can I Can I help in any way? I. This doesn't look... I. Have you got this? Dexterity saving throw. Do you got this? <laughs> I'm a bad DM. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> Tangible rolled a 16, um, checking to see oh. dexterity is just a zero, so 16 flat. Nice. You do got this. <laughs> cool beans. No Warbies. Well, I got this. Well, in, in that case, um, maybe you can help me with something. I'm having a little bit of a, a, a kind of a crisis of faith, as it were. Um, I'm not sure if you're aware, but I've recently become ordained in the in the divine order of the Reveler. And um, I, I spotted... They serve what looks like the most delicious joint of goat in this place. I really, really want to try. I love goat, but but I, obviously Tanager being half goat, I I can't eat around him. However, the, I, I, the faith that we're both subscribed to says that I should give in to all of my carnal urges and enjoy them and, and share them with my friends. So it feels like there's two conflicting ideals at play here, and I don't want, know what to do, and I'm very hungry. <laughs> what? <laughs> I certainly think you should eat what you like, and, and fajitas are my favorite, so I was planning on having to go, too. But I think if you want to do this right, the right thing is to just ask Tanija if it's okay if you have goat, because I'm sure they got chicken and fish and steak, and oh my gosh, I'm so hungry right now. I know. You, you smell that. It's, it must be braising for hours. Oh, it's delicious. Yeah. I, I, he already indicated that he's not happy with the situation, even even me commenting on it. So I, I just I don't want to I don't want to anger the reveler, my new god. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think there's a place where you have to seek consent, where it's okay for you to do something, but it's not okay for your deity to say you should share with them, and then they don't want it. So that's a balancing act. But you could buy him a beer. You know, that sounds like exactly the kind of solution um, that Brother Hermes would have given me in the seminary. That was his answer to everything. More wine, he would say. Okay, okay, very well. I'll, I'll put it to him delicately as possible. I hope the goat's delicate, too. That sounds delish. I'll bet it's falling off the bone. Mm. So Tanager will come down from his shower. <laughs> He's dressed in... He doesn't want to be too matchy-matchy, so not one of his kimonos. He really liked that black turtleneck look. From uh, He hasn't worn that outfit in a year, so he busts it out again. What greets you as you arrive down the stairs is two people eating fajitas at a table 
pretty close to that elf who's finishing up her meal. Cool. I assume. You guys got the fajitas, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, this is... I would like to make a check to be sassy about this or not. It's <laughs> like, Tanager also knows, like, Church of the Reveler, he can't really tell people not to eat the goat. But at the same time, I he wants to say, he wants to try to order a human on the menu, but uh, <laughs> he's just, uh, okay. Do, okay, 17, like, takes a breath. Looks quietly between the two of them, then directly at Rain Cloud. So who's buying drinks? Oh, oh, me, of course, of course. Barkeep, barkeep. What'll it be, Tanager? As always, volume is more important than the actual. What? One of one of everything, please. One of everything. Ah, the Tanager. <laughs> the Tanager special. <laughs> yes. Tanager, I hope it's okay. I went ahead and ordered you in a, a, a nice veggie tray. Uh, there'll be some pieces of cheese on the side. If you're not into the cheese, it's fine. But if you like the veggies, they grill some lovely veggies. And it's on a separate grill. I checked from the grill with the goat. So nothing to worry about for you, okay? I will be buying your drinks. <laughs> um, and then I kind of like look at... Clearly the package has arrived. Um, and then, Tangible, uh, thank you so much, Tangible. I'm going to go ahead and put this up in the room, and no one look inside my mysterious package. <gasps> I, are you sure you want you to do that? Because I can do that for you. I can just take it up the stairs if you want. <laughs> I would have really liked to have been there when you took it down the stairs, but I will go ahead and take the return trip up. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Cool. And then he's just going to run upstairs, come downstairs, and then... Uh, after stashing the package, be like, oh, so the woman I uh, spoke to about getting the room seemed very distracted. Apparently, her husband's aunt is a bit uh, troubled and needs to be minded, and she uh, might be wandering about the Berg, as it were. Um, I do not seem too much fun in saving a little old lady, but... I feel like morally, as like a person, aside from being a cleric of the Reveler, I should probably help out with that. But I figured, but what are you guys doing this afternoon? No plans. Well, I was going to eat my weight and goat, but after that, I'm, I'm pretty free. Uh, how about half your weight and goat? And Tana's just starting to get a little tipsy. <laughs> no, that's probably a better idea. It's true. I'm putting on a little. I know. Has anyone talked to that mysterious elf in the corner? No, I was going to ask her if she liked the goat. Let me let me jump up and do that. Yeah. Hey there, elf. Hey, what'd you think of the goat? Oh, weird intro. We're getting a goat here. We wanted to know if it was good for you. Is it good for you? <laughs> Roll a persuasion check, because that might not or might be fine. I'm checking my persuasion there. Let's roll the right die. Uh, it says it's a 10. I got a total okay. of a 10. Uh, I would like... To give inspiration to tangible, <laughs> oh. I can do that now. Oh, what? And, and what? What kind of uh, what, what? What kind of die is that? That would be a D six because I'm just a little baby bard. And what kind of uh, inspiration is it? How do you do that? 
I think the inspiration would just be the classic, like, wink, double guns. You got this. <laughs> nice. I feel... I feel like one point of inspiration has transferred itself from Tanager to myself. So that would make it an 11. (laughs) Nice. Saving the day. You're not middling or below average. You're now, you know, a pretty approachable person, a pretty decent wizard gnome. So she will reply to you and she'll say the goat is fantastic uh, I'm just here in town for, you know, a few days. I thought I'd try everything on the menu. So I've had the goat, I had the coelacanth burger, and I think I'll get the mastodon tomorrow. Oh, you are a person after my own heart, sweetie. I love it. Uh, listen, there's three of us, and the package that was sitting next to me is now gone. What do you say you come join us and finish your meal with us, or meals, I should say, or we can come sit with you. There's no reason we'd be in this big bar and sit alone. Yeah, she definitely heads over and joins your table. Yay! It's a party! Did someone <laughs> say party? Wait a minute, did, did I just hear that they, they serve Mastodon here? That's what Robin, and you see the waitress's name oh. tag says Robin. That's what Robin told me, says the elf. Uh, Rainclyde takes a look down at his goat and he kind of dabs his mouth a bit and pushes it away. He's like, I've, I've lost my appetite. That reminds hey. me of that song, Mastodon. M- Mastodon, M- come over here. Mastodon, don't go to there. Mastodon, you make the noise. You sing in the woods and all the boys come to you. Mastodon. <laughs> A classic. Tanager claps. <laughs> At that moment, I was rethinking the invitation to come perform with him. No, man. The elf wants to buy your next drink. Yeah, no, we're going to get this bar kicking at this point. People are singing, people are drinking. Tanager, honestly, at this point, is thinking about trying the goat, because he's like, oh my god, I really should... Do it! It's the most reveler thing. you got to try everything on the menu, but like, I mean, like, I've eaten person, like that, but so like, that's also half of me, but that was to get myself out of trouble. Wait, 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 wait. I think I think we need to hear that story, Tanager. Oh, look, we've all been stuck in a desert area where you get abducted and chained up, and then they're like, oh, you're part of our tribe now, and then you slowly ascend the ranks by doing battle in a small arena, and then eventually you go to ceremony where they think you are the Shai Halu, and uh, <laughs> you, you eat a little person. It happens to all of us. I mean, what was I well, supposed to that do? Makes me I think was of 15 the... at the time. You do what you got to do to stay alive, right? You got to do what you got to do. And this, in my in my case, that makes me think of the song Cannibal that uh, Rain Cloud was singing just the other day. Remember that? How's that song go? She's a cannibal, cannibal <laughs> on the floor. <laughs> and she's eating people <laughs> of her own race. I believe uh, something like that. All right, Tanner. It was close to that, I think. Yeah. Tanager eats the goat. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you gained the skill attribute kin eater. <laughs> Sorry, that's a reference to So I'm a Spider, So What. It's a good show. All right. So <laughs> the elf buys you all around. And now that you're looking at her, do an insight check, all of you. 
I'm really excited. I have inspiration, so I want to just do it all the time, but I know I should be as conservative about it. <laughs> uh, 16. 19 on the die, 20 total. Dirty 20 for me as well. Oh my gosh, you guys are so insightful. The alcohol is making you very observant. (laughs) And you notice that she's able to buy you all drinks and she's dressed really nicely. And you're curious, you know, why is this really nicely dressed wealthy lady in town for a few days, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I'd like to either do a perception or investigation and try to figure out what deductive things, a little a little Sherlock, if you will. I'm going to do a little Sherlock. Can I do a little Sherlock? Absolutely. Oh, You're looking let's do for that. bird poop on the Are shoe. We? You're looking That's for the-, <laughs> the color of the dirt on her. Are we Sherlock? <laughs> I noticed so. that the the alcohol actually affects this. Uh, and so I rolled a natural one. And so uh, in this case, I, I couldn't get past the beer. I just stared at the beer. That's all I could do. Did you just pull out a giant magnifying glass and put it in her face? <laughs> Drunkenly leading into her. Yes. Uh, she's hot. Would, let's see. Yeah. I would like to make just a persuasion. Just I'm just going to be tanny, baby. You seem fun. What are you doing here? You're, like, come on. Like, we could get out of here. Do you have, like, business? Or, like, are you locked to this area? Are we going to go take a walk? You got friends? I got friends? Let's go get some kebabs. Preferably. Yeah, I could go for kebabs. I just have to be back in town tomorrow for the hearing. Oh. Are you go? Oh, did you catch a case? Uh, <laughs> or like a, a, somebody gave me a case to deal with. Ugh, franchisees, am I right? Oh, you're like you're like a business person, or like a judge. Yeah. I can't. I, oh. <laughs> what kind of case we talking here? I don't oh, have well, anything I'm... on me. You have to tell me <laughs> if you're a judge. If you're a barrister. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm I'm the owner of. Puppify Corporate. I'm I'm Penelope Ormond. Hi, it's nice to meet you. I, you know, I mean, I'm here in Whitespire for a few days, uh, which kind of kind of stinks. Let's be honest. I don't like being away from my dogs, and the Lassume Woods are a bit creepy, you know. But it's nice to take a vacation and and get out. But yeah, I'm here because I've got to attend a hearing because one of my franchisees is making a ruckus. Ah, <sighs> franchisees. A a puppy based ruckus. That sounds adorable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, it adorable was the whole point of this business. And she just, she's got su- such a thick head, you know, that she can't work with me on this. I said, expand to also house kittens. And she said, I'm not paying for the renovations. And I said, you have to, you're my franchisee. We can't have some locations taking in kittens and, and cats and other locations not, you know. And so, well, okay, things got a little out of hand, a little, and I, I did threaten to end her contract as one of my franchisees, and she did, well, long story short, I'm constructing a temporary puppify in the parking lot in front of her building and suing her. <laughs> I have died almost every time I fought something in my life. That sounds wild. <laughs> Um, you, your recourse is to set up a puppy in the parking lot. I don't, I literally, I'm looking at the other people at the table. Like, I, 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 I don't know what to say to this. That, I don't, 
do you that is about as audacious as it gets i mean following up with the legal action is is just good good business sense but spitefully setting up a mobile <laughs> a mobile puppy shelter in someone's in someone's front garden i mean That's... i'm in awe what did you say your name was ma'am Penelope Ormond. Penelope Ormond. And uh, yeah, it, it happened. I guess I'm just rolling with it now. I, and mm. the lawyers tell me it's fine because I own the land. So it's my parking lot, technically. <laughs> oh, okay. oh, yes, yes. This is a totally <laughs> normal thing to do. <laughs> I just I just feel like if if I by some misdeed happen to wrong you, that um, the consequences will be, uh, <laughs> I mean, totally fine by me. Yeah, it sounded like you got a little bit hot there when you threatened to enter contract. Um, I ch- yeah, well, it wasn't my best moment, but it'll all be over tomorrow. We're going to do a hearing, and everyone says that since she's violating the terms of her franchise, that I can legally, I have one of the clauses is I can rightfully compensate her for her building, and it'll just all be mine. And then I can take down the temporary building in the parking lot, and she can, with her compensation, set up her own independent dog kennel. Okay, I think... I have uh, I see a little bit of a, a I don't even want to call it a flaw because I'm a little bit afraid of you. <laughs> um, she wanted you to pay for the renovations, correct? Oh no, it's in the contract. She has to pay for any renovation. Okay, but now you're going to kick her out and then take over the building, and you would still like the kittens there, right? Yeah, I'll renovate it. Yeah, equal opportunity kennel. So you're still going to pay for the renovations. Yeah. So why not just, like, not go to court tomorrow and just pay for the renovations and then, like, you have a good employee who, like... And then you don't have to do this weird... Oh, man, it's... No, no, it's really no. hard not to curse about this. <laughs> you, she doesn't want cats in her store. She just doesn't like oh. too much trouble, you know, doesn't like cats, so... Well, that's... Not acceptable. And I look at Raincloud and I give him a thumbs up. <laughs> he returns the thumbs up. Um, okay, well, that's different. I thought she just didn't want to pay for the renovations. But if she's a cat, if she's a specious, well. <laughs> and you guys are laughing at this when perception check. Oh, not one. Raincloud is like, how dare she? Well, plus plus seven, so it's an eight. Pretty good. That's a Pretty fourteen good. for me. Eighteen. Because now I'm a jack of all trades. I got an eighteen. Tap tap tap, tap tap tap. Who's tap dancing? Is that the nice lady you said you'd help find somebody? I specifically did not agree to help her find anyone because <laughs> it sounded honestly really spooky. Like, definitely, I got some, like, spooky little Red Riding Hood vibes from that plotline. Um, who, who is tapping? Tap, tap, tap. Tap, tap, tap. I think our perception must not be good enough to see. We only hear. This is the exploration part of Dungeons & Dragons. You've heard the room described around you. Say what you're exploring, and let's see who finds out what is tapping. Um... Uh, I, I, there are windows, right? Small windows? Yeah, I, there's... I look to see if the time, if the wrapping is coming from one of the windows. Oh, one for, one in one. That's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I was all ready to say it's not the bar, it's not the in rooms. Yeah, oh my gosh. 
Pulling back the curtain reveals... For, well, oh, wait, Rain Cloud didn't hear the tapping. Hey, Rain Cloud. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you still found it. Whatever. All right. Yeah, um, can you imagine a cat not hearing a tapping on a window? You know what I mean? It's. I feel like that should be an okay. at-will thing. Tanager's move yeah. was going to go, who's tapping? Stop that. So... <laughs> Oh, perfect. So Ring Cloud heard you. All right. Well, anyway, pulling back the curtain reveals a beautiful black raven. The large, intelligent bird tap, tap, taps on the window. A tiny rolled up note is tied to its leg. Bart, yeah. Hold on. I have speak with animals now. I cast it upon myself. What's up, bird? Who sent you? Okay, are they cool? Oh, he feeds me the best maggots. Caca! Gross. Where where does this dude live? The white spire. It's so tall, I love it. Caca! Alright. Well, can you... I can ask it a minor, like, favor. Like, basically, if I, like, you know, convince... Can you just hang out for a minute and then maybe bring a message back to him after we read the letter? Sure, dude. You got any French fries? I love French fries from this place. Caca. Yeah, absolutely. I'm honestly, I'm glad. I think you're the only one here who doesn't want the goat. And I go order, <laughs> I get him a fresh order of fries to distract him long <laughs> enough while we can examine the letter. Oh, absolutely. Nailed it, Bard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll pass it off to the group. Tanner just doesn't like reading. It's boring. Renclyde pulls out his little reading glasses. <clears throat> I got my magnifying glass. <laughs> Even better. Can't stop looking at the elf's face with it. It's just got my attention. Oh my. Yeah. Rain cloud and tangible are both able to read in teensy tiny letters. So it's very good that you got out your glasses and magnifying glass. To make it fit on this note, it says, Urgent! Help! White Spire! And as you look up, because now that the curtains have been opened, you can see outside the restaurant. In the distance beyond the town and past the trees is a tall, white, one could call it a skyscraper, but we will call it a fantasy tower. That fantasy tower is basically scraping the sky. (laughs) Oh, God. It's so terrifying. It's piercing. It's uh, some sort of sky toucher. I don't like it. Um, what does the missive say? Is it fan mail? Is it for me? I think it said help. Oh. All right. Well, should we go help? What was the first thing? What was the first thing that this uh, this Raven said about his owner? <laughs> that technically was the first thing it said. The second okay. thing it said was uh, o- Oleander. O- Oleander. Ah, oh, I missed that. If it was the name, it's Diogenes. Diogenes. Oh. I was thinking. I heard just Janus. I wrote down Janus. <laughs> I just heard Kua Kua because I don't speak the crow, you know? Um, <laughs> I'll just say to the bar, does anyone know who Diogenes is? Ooh, that's, that's interesting. Penelope Ormond, the elf, does not. And Robin Kitcher, the Tenryu does not. They've never heard that name before. And Robin's been here for many years. So, 
Okay, interesting. Does anyone know who lives in the White Spire? Or, like, what that is? I, I mean, I guess we could also make history checks, maybe. Well, I'd like to do a history check just to see if I know that name or anything about the White Spire. Absolutely. Go ahead. Okay. Oh, I actually got proficiency from that from something. Uh, that would be a 22 for Tanager. <laughs> proficiency from something. You're 10 multi-classes. <laughs> <laughs> I do traditional first edition D&D style play. <laughs> All of the classes. And only two more before my gimmick's done. My total is 15. Uh, I'll roll. Okay, I wasn't going to roll because I've got a minus one, but um, yeah, that's a two. <laughs> Rain, cloud. Rain cloud, I don't know how much you've been drinking. <laughs> yeah, neither do I. Distracted. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, you oh, man. Who counts? I mean, we are coming off a year-long bender. <laughs> so. We are. We are. My tolerance is up. <laughs> The other two have heard stories about a tall white tower called the White Spire that this town is named after. This is called White Spire. Lasum Wood, north of Nicomoy, is famous for this White Spire because you can see it for many miles. And it's been here for thousands of years. So there's a large white phallic symbol that everybody sees everywhere in town. Okay, got it. All right. How'd I miss that? Did you say the Nasum wood? L-A-S-U-M-H. It's on the map of Guasso. It's just a green spot north of the city of Nicomoy. Really, okay. that's all you're missing. That, okay. Yep. There be trees. <laughs> <laughs> Do either of you have, like, something that'll cancel poison in the body? Like, kill my the amount of alcohol I've had? I do. Funny you should ask. This is uh, the most attractive part of uh, uh, being um, uh, recruited into, the, into, this, into this church. Is the fact that I can, um, I can cure hangovers now. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, with my... Uh, I have an ability somewhere. It's, 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 it's written down. My lay on hands, that's it. I give yeah, these wonderful it- massages... If you use multiple points, you can remove conditions. Yes. Oh, this sounds lovely. Well, listen, I, I guess I guess we've been hanging out with this elf, and we talked to the old lady who had somebody we had to find, and we, we it sounds like we're passing on, on anything to do with those. So do we want to go take on the White Spire? It sounds like an old-fashioned romp of an adventure. Right? Nobody knows this mysterious figure living in a big tower, like... I bet you there's at least a bunch of cool stuff in there that we could... Or I'm just going to say it. Steal. We could steal a bunch of stuff from the White Tower. That would be fun. It seems like nobody lives there, so it's not stealing. Well, clearly this Diogenes does. According to a bird. Well, okay. Hey, this bird's cool, dude. Don't I, knock the bird. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> um... So, sorry, did my 22 yield anything specific? Sure. 3,000 years specifically. There you go. Cool. Um, This be old. Yes, there's definitely cool stuff there. Okay. um, Then I guess I'm going to take the note. I'll just flip it over and on the back I'll write like, okay, we're coming over. Leave the front door unlocked. And you run out of room 
<laughs> okay, that's fine. <laughs> oh, that's right. It's teeny tiny. Yeah, that's fine. Hey, we're coming over. And then I'll just put it back on the bird and be like, hey, you can chill with these fries if you want. It's going to take us a while to get out there so you don't got to, like, rush. But um, uh, how was it when you left? Was, like, Diogenes in, like, actual danger? Or was he just having, like, a panic attack? Because I can get that can be scary. Kaka! Panic attack! Ah, uh, cool. Hey, guys, we should get some liquor to go. <laughs> I'm all over it. Uh, the bird says the guy's having a panic attack, so, like, I'm I'm saying it's either ghosts or, like, maybe there's a cool invasion about to happen. Is this a, would you say this is a one firkin or a two firkin emergency? Hmm. I'm gonna say a one. I'm not too stressed. Okay. I mean, there is a deal. There's a two for three deal on as well. So, I mean, <laughs> I mean we're kind of losing money if we did. Well, okay, we'll take the deal, and you might as well stock up, because I'm going to get okay, thirsty okay. as soon as we start walking. Okay, we, 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 can leave, we, can leave, we can leave one in your room, anyway. Oh, good. I kind of feel like the bird's not going to go fast enough, and maybe this person, if they're experiencing a panic attack, should have some immediate sense of relief that we're on our way. What do you think? That's very true. That's the noble thing. But then I do motion out the window. Isn't the White Spire a distance from here, so it's going to take us some time to get there anyway? True. But we could at least uh, quell any panic that we're on our way, right? All right. Everybody, let's hammer down these fries so this bird gets out of here. Oh, no, I'm not going <laughs> to use the bird. And I step outside the, the door to the building, and I look up in the sky, and I cast Skyright. And it says, Oleander, we're on our way. Hang in there, buddy. Don't panic. We got your crow. We're going to be there. And it just fills the entire sky over the white spire. Nice. You know, Sky Raid is one of those spells that you're like, I'm going to take this spell and I'm never going <laughs> to use it ever. And then, like, when you get to use it in adventure, people are like, how is your D&D today? And you're like, I got to use Sky Raid. <laughs> So here's the thing about this white tower. I 100% guarantee you that that message was seen and understood, except for the Oleander part. But apart from that, but like, it was seen. <laughs> Diogenes, by the way. Oh, Diogenes. Oh, I said the wrong name. I'm That's so okay. sorry. Yeah. I don't know why I have the wand maker from Harry Potter stuck in my head for this guy's <laughs> name. But, uh, yeah. Tanger's just hanging out, holding the fries, being like, that was a super cool move, tangible. I felt good about it. He looks like, if you want to picture someone to, to picture, he looks like the guy who started the movie Gladiator. Oh. Now you can stop picturing Ol Ollivander. Um. <laughs> okay. Oh, Diogenes anyway. looks like yeah. Russell Crowe. Yeah. Okay. Allah, that year, not okay. any later years, because... Voice. <laughs> Boys, get your, get your shit together. We're leaving right now. Do you understand me? Get it together right now. We're out the door. Yeah, no, whoa, we're whoa, out whoa, the door. If there's Russell Crowe at a tower waiting to be saved by me, you better not slow me down. I wait, mean, wait, Elf, wait, you're cute and all, but a pretty face is a pretty face. A gorgeous body is a gorgeous body. Tanager Let's go. is fully agreed and like looking at Raincloud like, what, what is taking you so long? Come on, we're going. <laughs> Russell Crowe is at a tower. I mean, how handsome can this guy be? Does he have big, long whiskers and a big, fluffy ruff <laughs> under his neck? I mean... No. <laughs> let's okay. go find out. 
All also. right, let's find out how, how attractive... Um, I mean, okay, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> uh, Raincloud is uh, figuring out how to strap... Uh, hoping to be able to strap, like, one firk into his back for the journey. Um, <laughs> and he's tr- trying to arrange to leave the other two behind the bar for when he gets back. And, I, and I, I'm going to assist you in getting that tied. And as I do, I whisp it in your ear. You know I know fireball, right? Move your ass. <laughs> Oh, 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 okay. Okay, very well. Do not interfere with the Russell Crowe from Gladiator. All right, they're on their way. (laughs) I'm going to roll this d20 for no particular reason as you walk through the woods, okay? Sure. Yeah, for sure. You should do that. Nothing ominous about that. Yeah, Yeah, nothing happens. You're fine. You're fine. You show up at the base of the White Tower. Perfect. Okay. Uh, What day was it today? The good one. It was Friday. Remember, it was Friday. Uh, Before we go any further, I want to just do this one thing on our trip through the woods. It's a small thing. I'm going to cast Nystal's Magic Aura, and I'm going to cast it on the liquor that's strapped to the back of Raincloud. I am not familiar with Nystal's Magic Aura. What is that? It is a spell that makes something appear to be magical, even though it is not. And ah. it gives it a history and an identity that would suggest it is a very magical item and might be worth your attention. Let me just uh, look at that dice I rolled earlier. Okay. Nothing happens as you walk through the woods, but that was noted. Do we need to establish what the firkin is? I was presuming it was whatever the, like, the house brew beer or mead or whatever it is. I'm going to be honest. I don't know what that word is. Do you mean growler? A firkin. Yeah, a what's firkin. It? Yeah, what's it? It's a, it's a very small barrel. Oh, like uh, a pony okay. keg. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like it's like 18 pints, I think. Uh, okay, cool, cool, cool. I imagine it was something like that, but I'd never heard the term before. Firkin. That's mm. fun. I like yeah. the term. I'm right? adopting the yeah. term now that I've heard it. Yeah. yeah. I just assumed it was a pickle jaw. I didn't. I gherkin is what I. I don't know. <laughs> every Ooh. every size of barrel has a different name, and a lot of them are very old timey and fun. Oh, like that. I see. Mm. Ah. One of them is called a butt. Oh, yes, dude. a butt ton, a butt load, like a sherry butt. Yeah, I imagine this is sort of what we're chatting about as we're going through the spooky woods. Yeah. Just like, yeah, yeah, so. wait, what is a fur? You keep saying firkin. What is that? I don't know. You know <laughs> firkin, F-I-R-K-I-N. <laughs> it's one of these. Yeah, and then that conversation will begin. <laughs> like, Not to be confused with thicken in German. That's not a word you want to use. So, it is Friday, and this determines what greets you. Okay, you walk into the ground floor of this tall white tower, I assume, right? The door's open. You head in. Oh, the door's open. Good. Sure. Yeah. And what greets you... Marble floors and walls give this space a lobby-like feel, although it is a private residence. The sparse, formal furniture reinforces that feeling. Looking past the pillars, tall ceiling, and spattering of floor plants, your eye is drawn to an altar ceremoniously displayed in the middle of the lobby. From this distance, it's hard to see what is on this mysterious altar. On your right are wide ballroom-style stairs and a mini-map showing that in case of fire, people on all eight floors should proceed down these ballroom stairs and out through this front door. This is not what the players were expecting. (laughs) 
Is is this some sort of um, shrine to fire safety that we're looking at? Yeah, well, it's a 3,000-year-old tower that had emergency exit plans in mind. Like, it, that is the most baffling, one of the most baffling <laughs> concepts I've ever experienced in 15 years of D&D. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's got it's got to be high elves, right? It's got to be high elves. It's I I know this isn't what we're supposed to be investigating. Can I try to detect the age on the sign versus the age of the building? Was this is this like a new code in the last hundred years, or like was this built with fire safety in mind? To within the month, this sign is as old as the pillars. Hmm. Who? Oh, if only we had a dwarf with us. They're so good with architecture. Or an archaeologist, perhaps, but... Oh, I know this guy named Indiana. He'd be perfect to have right here now. He's a little older these days, but he's still lovely to look at. The archaeologist, Indiana Bones. I know that fellow. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, I guess... Fire safety aside, we should probably check out the altar. I'm not... Say it with me, y'all. I'm not that kind of cleric. <laughs> I don't have any bonus to religion, so... Well, um, thankfully, I am that kind of paladin. Um, <laughs> on the advice of your brother, Tanager, actually, um, oh. he was telling me all about you. And, um, well, listen, let's not get into it. All I'll say is... At least one of us has... He's a liar and a thief, and I once watched him poop his pants at High Holidays. So, like, uh, yeah, just because he's, like, the best paladin or whatever, like, that doesn't mean he's cool. So, because he's just, like, actually, like, a punk. So... Are we in content? Are we in continence shaving now? I don't... I'm not sure if the the Reveler would be on board with that. Shut up, (laughs) Red Cloud. Tanager drinks in the corner are solid, because he knows his brother's cooler than him. (laughs) I would like to check out this altar and try to look at it more closely because we're too far away. Absolutely. I I totally appreciate that there's poop jokes going on, but I'm going to focus in right now (laughs) on on the little altar. Are you focusing by walking closer to it? Yeah, I feel like getting closer to it and trying to really, you know, see it would be good. Okay, by walking closer to it. You step across the marble floor, and your footsteps echo. There's a very tall ceiling, and this whole room is stone. So you can hear your footsteps as you pad towards the altar. You get closer and closer, and see that on the altar are 23 bread rolls. They're fresh, they look delicious, and they smell like they were baked just an hour or two ago. Hmm. Hmm. I would like... To attempt to appreciate uh, whether this is a religious altar or maybe uh, some sort of magical altar, can I discern that? If if I may, yeah, I I I do have the ability to tell if something has been consecrated or desecrated. Part of my divine sense. I I have uh, I've already used one of my four spell slots, but I do have purify food and drink. If we want to mess with it. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll use my divine sense to see if it's consecrated or desecrated, at least. Yeah, smart move. Also, smart move from tangible about the religious or magical. I haven't... that. That's a good question. Well, there may be something else, you know, maybe beyond arcana or religion that I didn't think of. But those are two 
I happen to have some skill in, and I've got some history. So if there's any any chance of figuring out what this is all about, I would love to try that. Yeah. But, I mean, I agree with you. Generally, it's often one or the other, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Go ahead and tell me your number rolls. Oh, okay. Uh, is there a, a preference? Is it a history check? Is it more of I can't a can check or a religion check? Whatever, whatever you think is appropriate. I will tell you different types of information depending on what you roll. I'm going to go with the history check. Okay. My history check nets me a 17. That is very high. I will say that you can tell the stone slab that the altar is made out of has concavities to it. One under the plate that holds the 23 rolls, and then you can, using your detective work and your, your knowledge of that concavity usually happens when things rub against one another, you would say that there are several different divots here where things are normally placed, and you can deduce that the bread rolls are not the only thing that is placed on this slab, that there are other things, and there there's like a place for it, you know? Like mm-hmm. The spot isn't marked, but there's... A concavity where over the 3,000 years, it looks like maybe daily someone was placing something on this altar. Tanager is not. Well, usually when you when you have an altar at the front of your house like this, you you put some food and you put some wine, right? You have drink and food as an offering. Yeah. So I'm looking at you, my dear friend Raincloud, and I notice you got a keg on your back. Indeed, I do. I wonder if you have a utensil to pour some wine into as well. Um, I, of course. Uh, Tanager pulls out... Yeah, I, Tanager's <laughs> religious icon is a drinking horn. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, to do proper religious service, if I'm, I haven't made a check, I'm getting religious vibes off this altar. So uh, I would like to use my holy symbol to you know, like really respect the place. Okay. Does that mean that you're putting the drinking horn on the altar? Wait, wait, wait. One sec. Can I just, can I use my divine sense? Check if it's been consecrated or desecrated. It's not a rel. It's just a straight up knowledge. Yeah. And please tell me what those two things mean. <laughs> oh, uh, consecrated. <laughs> like if it's been blessed or like evil blessed, I guess. Ooh, okay. It's definitely not been evil blessed. You really respect this really foreign thing that's happening here that it's not a god they're praying to but it's it's not like consecration in the whole like we got a church we got got like followers you know we do like masses on sunday instead it's more like there's a tradition here that has been maintained without fail every day for three thousand years and that order in itself in the Dungeons and Dragons world where lawful and chaotic are very important parts of your personality that order would make some people incredibly happy like when there's a reddit where it's called oddly satisfying and everyone with ocd watches that and it's like oh it lined up perfectly yes and then like it would offend some people that it's so ordered and they just want to scatter it you know so this represents the extremity of that alignment that this is order quick theory dude couldn't do the ceremony hence the panic attack yeah, I'm, I'm imagining there's a specific thing that goes there as opposed to a general thing, like the horn, yeah? Yeah, I'm not I, I'm not good with picking up small details, 
Um, I can try, I would like to try to like sniff the like empty space on the altar where like maybe something would be placed. Cause if it's something like bread, maybe there's traces of, you know, or if it's like, if you do put wine on the altar, maybe there's a little bit of spilt or it smells like wine. Like I'm just not good at this. So I guess Tanger is going to try a perception. He is Jack of all trades. So he has a plus three. That is a 10. Okay. But uh, please, my compatriots, I think you're more perceptive than I. Well, I'm, I'm pretty good with the old sniffer. I could try and sniff to see if there's anything that should be there. Because it seems like a food-based altar, you know? Mm. That's, that's a 13 to check if there's some other type of food or something missing. And then I'm going to look and see. I think we established that there's just one thing missing. But I'm going to do a little investigation and see if there's any other concavities that are there that maybe I hadn't noticed before. Also, I just want to say real quick, I feel like we chose the right plot line. This is very interesting. Is <laughs> <laughs> uh, part of an investigation, my total was a 23. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yes. Okay, all right. With a 23, I'm going to tell you, it looks like there's divots for four serving platters, eight glasses... 15 spoons, 16 forks, 23 bread rolls on a plate, you assume, and 42 napkins. So you are so good with above a 20 that you've detected all of the things that may in rotation go here. I apologize. Would you mind repeating those numbers for me? I have a feeling it's uh, <laughs> they will be important. I heard no. 13. It's a full dinner set. 13, 23, 42. <laughs> Four serving platters, eight glasses, five golden rings. No, I'm kidding. Four serving platters, eight glasses, 15 spoons, 16 forks, 23 bread rolls, and 42 napkins. Because a- you rolled real, real high above 20. So, But these are just the concavities, and these are just your guesses. So you are really good at being able to tell marble divots. <laughs> That's so true. It's it's one of the things I specialized when I was up in the in the tower studying to be a wizard. It's so true. I mean, people generally tend to take that class because it's easy. It's just a, a pass fail, you know, and nobody fails. But you, 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 I heard you got top of the class with that one. Yes, I've been to school. Tanisha nervously looks around the room. <laughs> I don't think this will be important, but there is an odd number of forks. I, th- I, I, think... I know it the order in chaos. I know which one you're on. <laughs> yeah, I did. Like... I think just to be clear, it's 15 spoons and 16 forks. So I'm not sure what you mean by odd. Oh, other way around. There is a disproportionate number of spoons to forks. So, like, why is there this extra, or I still, the number hasn't quite sank into Tanager yet, but they're not equal. Maybe one person isn't having coffee and they don't need a little spoon. Are they big spoons or little spoons? But this seems to be a dinner set. Like, Mm. are, are all of the utensils of the same size? Or is it like some of them are salad forks, some of them are like serving spoons? Now that you're looking around the altar, you think, hmm, this is a perfectly sized altar to be a dinner table. Except for that extra spoon. (laughs) (laughs) Except for that extra spoon. I know it's not important, but this is driving Tanager mad. Maybe blame this on the booze. 
where it's like not bad rolls, but he's just like it's it's, it's the spoon that has to be it. I'm like, Tabija, Tabija, show me your drinking horn, show me your drinking horn, and Rain Cloud un unshoulders the the firkin and pours him out of measure. Uh, Tanninger does the bit where you say, show me your drinking horn, and he, like, points his satyr horns at you and goes like, ooh, like he's gonna charge you. <laughs> yes, very good, very good. Uh, okay, uh, do we want to keep mucking about with this altar, or should we move deeper in and perhaps find Diogenes? Can I check under the altar? This is like, I'm going Taskmaster tactics here. I want to see if there's anything under the altar <laughs> that isn't initially visible. Yeah, yeah. Oh, debajo de la mesa. <laughs> Taskmaster reference. All right. Yeah, no, there's nothing debajo de la mesa. Okay. I'm stumped. I don't know. Move on. Well, I mean, I think it, it would be a it would be a very boring 3,000-year-old tower if all the secrets were in the first room. My working theory is somebody did exactly what I wanted to do and pre-thieved this place. They found a bunch of nice flatware on an altar right in the beginning and were like, yoinks. And, uh, yeah. Mm. Again, just a working idea as we ascend through this ivory spire. I feel like I should give you a Scooby snack for that, but okay. All right. Here we go. (laughs) You've got Scooby snacks? Of course I got Scooby Snacks. Oh, I left my Scooby Snacks back in the room. <laughs> I also have two vials of blood, so I got I got things covered. Oh, what kind of I... blood? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> I wasn't that picky. I just took them. <laughs> I've been there, my friend. Uh, so we continue our search for Russell Crowe. But because of the bird at the window, I would like to begin calling him Russell Raven, if that's okay with the group. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, yeah. I'm not sure I'm that knowledgeable of the difference between a raven and a crow. So, yeah, sure. Oh, uh, wh- The what's fluffy the... nose is, that's how I can tell them apart. Okay. They have feathers coming down their beak or they don't. Fluffy nose. Yep. Crows are much more edgy and they wear white face paint and <laughs> stand around trying to look dodgy at, at costume parties what am i looking at i was i was hoping somebody could tell me what that that bird is right oh, oh. it's just so tricky no uh i think that might be a that might be a rook or a jackdaw i don't know no, I, my dad knows all this i'm sending a picture in the chat that shows the difference between a raven and a crow and so that one is a crow oh, oh. perfect oh. i didn't and know that if you guys oh, see and the that's chat, a cat see <laughs> Cool. Uh, for the listeners, yeah, it was clearly a picture of an owl. That's <laughs> true. <Stroke. laughs> yeah. Yeah, crows have a slimmer, straighter beak, and ravens have a bigger, curver, shapelier beak, but you'll notice they got fluff coming off them, and crows don't. What's the, um, what's the, like, the, the family name for it? It's like corpses or something? Corvids or Corvid. Corvid, that's the yep. word. Thank you. You all are so frightening. You're scaring me. You're so smart. <laughs> I'm feeling very dumb right now. No, uh, shout out to NADPOD. I only know this word because of it coming up in a different D&D podcast. I feel like Annie Potts standing around all the Ghostbusters right now just thinking, I'm not smart enough to be here. <laughs> nah, you're doing fine. You guys want to go up the stairs? I guess so. 
I think I want to go up the stairs. I'm going to let my taller friends go first, though. Um, I would like to, at this point, summon another Tanager. My Echo Knight ability, um, in which we can swap places at any moment. But uh, I'm basically going to send them out first. I uh, I will look up the specifics. I don't know if they would trigger traps, but at least like if something is visually looking up the hall, they would see my copy first. All right. Um, I believe it's my AC one hit point. So like if they get hit, it's gone. Got it. Uh, immune to status effects, blah, blah, blah. As you walk up the stairs, there is a mini-map on each level showing the fire evacuation route, and you can tell as you walk up the stairs that you're going on the second floor. So the, the one you came in was one. This is like R, not like Pearl. You start at base one. So the first one is one, the second one is two, and then there's eight levels. So you guys can leave the stairs and go on to any of these levels that you would like, and your, your shadow knights are not attacked. Well, dude is probably near the top if it's his tower, right? I would imagine so. Well, um, you get that sniffer out. If he's keeping birds, there should be a scent. Okay. Also, he said he was feeding them maggots. So I can't imagine a maggot breeding ground smells very nicely. So, um, yeah, pop that sniffer, my guy. Okay, I, can I roll that? To see yeah. if I sm smell anything that would indicate mm -hmm. where the guy might be. I'll give him an inspiration. You'll give me inspiration? Yeah, bud. Hey, I... I Is that a reroll? Because I rolled a one. No, no, no. Oh, <laughs> no. You don't have to use it. You choose whether you use it or not. Okay, okay, okay. It's advantage though, right? And I think you have ten minutes, so... No, it's a d6. Oh, it's a d6. Okay. Uh, well, I, I won't use it then. <laughs> You're just going to go with a one? I mean, unless, wait, hang on, what's the house rule? Is it one automatic fail for an ability check, or is it a one? Um, depends on the DM and the mood. And I will say that with a one, you smell some dank smells coming out of this second floor. Okay, well, can I, can I add my, I've got a plus seven and a d6. Can I add those, see what happens? Yeah. Okay. That's a six. Uh, plus seven, 13, plus one is 14. Okay, with the 14, you'd identify sweat as the smell coming out of the second floor. Okay. Seems like there might be a, a good time happening on the second floor, chaps. Well, bust the keg. It's our divine duty to ensure that the party subside, subsists. Not subsides. Never subside the party. Oh, Jesus. Too much wine for Tanninger. The dude will abide the party, not subside the party. <laughs> <laughs> Never subside. Always ab abide. I'm going to have to get this tattooed so I remember it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's check out the second floor. Okay. This room, you just, you open the door. There's no locks. This room is 300 feet long and 600 feet wide. The floor is shiny and squishy. Wow. A 30 foot Ew. wide track parallels the walls. The interior of the room is packed with exercise equipment. Fantasy treadmills, fantasy stair climbers, and stationary bicycles. You hear a clank and an ugh as within the jungle of bars, someone is lifting weights. Uh, 
I, d- I don't think it's a. I don't think it's a party. It's it's bros. I think. That's fine. They often have kegs. Uh, I approach the sound of clinking. They often have six packs. <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> boys, I don't. Oh, this might be a Russell Raven. But uh, let's maybe not approach. If they're in a delicate state, maybe we don't want to come in too heavy, you know? Well, I think this might be one where uh, my soft skills could come into play. Would you like to take lead? I I mean, sure. Okay. So Rainclad starts, like, purring very low and gently. Very low. As If you imagine the deepest cat purr you've heard, and imagine that cat was six foot nine. So it's just, like, soothing kind of sub-bass rumble. And he kind of slinks up silently. And as he gets a bit closer, he kind of clears his throat a little bit. <clears> Who <throat> oh, there? Bro! <laughs> The weight clinks back into place. You come upon a human man lifting weights. He stops lifting weights when he sees you, fits the weight back into its holder, sits up and demands, Where is she? It's French Russell Crowe. French Russell Raven. I'm practicing my accents. I apologize in advance to everyone. I'm loving French Russell Crowe. You are doing fine. Um, I'm not sure of whom you speak. My name is Raincloud. Would you be... Diogenes, by any so- by any chance? Yes, I am Diogenes. <laughs> nice to meet you. We received your raven uh, down in the village. Um, said you were having a spot of bother, panicking. But I, it looks like you're uh, you're you're pumping all the panic out of you. So, um, what's what seems to be the matter? I exercise when I am stressed. Where is she? I like to find a nice uh, sunbeam on the ground and just stretch out to about oh, double my length. It's uh, and I just fall asleep. Uh, who 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 I, who are you talking about? Are you talking about me? No, you are not Tulia. Tulia, the queen of the ravens of the White Spire. She sounds fabulous. I I wonder if I've ever heard this name before in my life. Oh, are you doing a check? Yeah, Tanager would also like to history check. Oh yeah, no, none of you have heard her. It doesn't matter what you roll. Okay. Okay, good to know. My sister. Oh. Where is she? Did did she not quit? Decide that she did not need us and abandon us? You absolutely need to provide context, my guy. She quit, didn't she? And he looks so abandoned. Who is she? Yes, sweetie, if you could just tell us who she is and maybe what was going on downstairs at that big altar that you call a table that has the 23 dinner rolls and the 16, uh, 15 spoons and 16 forks, we're going to feel a lot better about ourselves. And then maybe you can tell us the rest of the story about your sister who's missing. Do you want a drink? We got some special magical brew here. Oh. It's definitely magical. <laughs> <laughs> He does an arcana check on your drink, and it seems to be a very excellent magical item. And he says, Sigh, okay, let's let's talk. Wait, you want to talk about our altar? Why? Well, there's only 23 dinner rolls on it, and look like there was a whole bunch of stuff missing. Oh, yes. We load up a different thing every day. We must do it every day or the world will end. Okay, but why, though, my friend? 
And then I, like, fill up his cup, even if he just, like, took one sip from it. <laughs> he drinks it, and he's like, this is very good wine. Okay, you are cool people. <laughs> We're the says, coolest. Literally, like, I, me and Tangible don't know each other very well. Already, I would like to alleviate them to crew membership. Like, super, super dope. Super dope chick. <laughs> this is my boy, Rain Cloud. Rain Cloud does a little spin in his kimono. And I'm just saying, uh, standing next to Rain Cloud at 6'9", uh, I'm, I'm two foot six, uh, and I'm wearing this, you know, sexy short skirt here. I'm thinking I'm fitting right in, you know? <laughs> what is that, three inches of fabric? <laughs> 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 yeah uh i mean yeah he he loosens up a bit he was like he's been working out for like a good hour now so he's all like sweaty and muscly and like he's a lot less stressed out and he's like ah, without tulia we are doomed Ugh. okay so where would she have gone if she went why would she even have left i know we know you want tulia come on loosen up what is going on in your life my guy you sent out a very vague raven just to anybody. He raises his hand and he wipes sweat away from his forehead. And you can see there's a green braided bracelet on his wrist. So, like, dude's got some style. And he, he like, calms down. And he, like, wipes the sweat off. And he's like, okay, yes, I, I sent the raven because we need you, to, you adventurers, to bring back my sister, Tulia, the queen of us. She's our queen. And you should find her, that quitter, that traitor, she left us. Because without her, we are all going to die and the world will end. Because we need eight people here at all times so that we can rotate who puts the seven things on the altar one each day. Without Tulia, we do not get a day off. Only one of us can leave the tower at one time. So when she did not come back, that means that I never get a day off for the rest of my life. And this is no good. Very, I have two very important questions, my friend. One, does she have like a beloved? Is she like single? What's going on? <laughs> Secondarily, where would she have gone? But mainly the first question. What's up with your sister? <laughs> she seems cool. We've been distant lately, and I... I do not know if she has a lover. She has not told me many things about her personal life because we have been fighting. But I, I assume that she would go into the town. Uh, I should. At, th at this at this point, I interrupt and I slide over to the Russell Raven and I, I put my <laughs> hand on on his uh, on his shoulder and I gently rub, reaching way up above my head to do this, <laughs> and and just caress him and say, "It's gonna be okay." We're going to help. And do you have a lover? And what were you fighting about with your sister? <laughs> oh, man. Um, if that's the laugh I get in response, I'm going to be very, very sad the rest of the adventure. I'm I'm sorry. He don't swing that way. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's, he's not particularly. Uh, Tanager's eyebrows raise. Oh, what's going on, bud? Yeah, he's he's not particularly interested in you, tangible, and uh, but you know it's like a polite thing. Like he's like, well, oh, thank you for helping us. It's so nice you came. Um, I really appreciate 
your assistance in this. I cannot leave the tower. So without you, you know, the world will end. Can you, by any chance, explain, describe the mechanism <laughs> by which the world will end? Just in a point by point, blow by blow. So you don't in set up the things, fire. and then the first thing that happens is... There's hundreds upon hundreds of apocalyptic prophecies across the many cultures of this world. What, what, what's yours, bud? Who, who, who's, who's your boogeyman? Okay, ours is that. He's, yeah, he's so into this. He's told this story so many times. So first, someone forgets to put the right thing from the right day on the altar. Step one. Step two. There's a violent shaking and the tower sways from side to side and you hear roar from the earth because it is angry. And then, boom, in a flash of light and an angry roar and screaming and great gnashing of teeth. No, there's no gnashing of teeth. That's from the Bible. But the world ends. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And you know this because it happened before and you're trying to stop it happening again? No, the world only ends once. Of course. My my bad. Uh, I mean, right. there are different philosophies in this world, but, you know. I, I'm just glad but, he didn't try to sing it. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. Uh, oh. uh, but Peregrinus did his job today. In a French accent. That'd be lovely. I, I mean, I do know the song Apocalyptic Death Cult. I mean, I could bust it out if we needed to, but, you know, I'm not... I, Gentlemen, forgive me for interrupting. I'm not sure I heard the name of the person who put uh, the dinner rolls on the dinner plate today. Could you repeat that for me? Peregrinus, my sibling. And this human-looking dude, uh, you know, he looks kind of sweaty. Okay. um, He looks kind of cold now that he's adjusting to the room temperature. (laughs) And he's like, he's... He's looking like if you guys could describe someone who hates admitting that they're afraid. Mm. Oh, any man. He hates that he is afraid. Uh, <laughs> a Russell Crowe type. Yeah. That's what you mean. <laughs> uh, look, my guy, we're going to find your sister because off uh, on the off chance that you're right about the world ending if you don't have bread for whoever you think she went into the city you don't know if she has a boyfriend you've been distant that's understandable do you or your white tower have any connections in the city like a likely place she would have gone to those are two different questions so are you asking if he has any connections in the city or asking if he knows where she went in the city? Okay, yeah. Um, I guess sort of a blend of the two where I'm like, I know he's not close to her. Is Does the White Tower have any connections to the city? Something that he's like, oh, yeah, maybe I know this guy. And then it's like, because it, otherwise he's just going to guess about what his sister's motives are. So I'm like, okay, what does the White Tower deal with, you know? And what were they fighting about? Oh, well, we do not officially have any ties except for our trade ties because we do generate a lot of excess food and we trade it to the to the town. Um, I sort of, not like elbow, but... um. 
that that is a question that needed to be asked from tangible like what were you guys fighting about we are adopted siblings and it is our duty to adopt children for the next generation so that the white tower can continue the only way for me to leave this tower is for me to pass on my light to someone I know will set the altar every day. Hmm. We typically adopt orphan children who need a home and who want to do this duty and who appreciate the safety and security of this place and they become family. But only the queen or king can decide when to do this. I am not the king, so... Remind me of your sister's name? Tulia, which is T-U-L-L-I-A. So I said, Tulia, go get us orphans. She said, no. I said, Tulia, you're bad queen. (coughs) She said, I don't want to talk to you. She's selfish. Wait, I thought... I thought Peregrinus was the queen. No, he set the table today. Oh, Peregrinus is not the queen. Tulia is the queen. No. Okay. Yes. Um, well, the queen is missing. <laughs> well, this this allows for three names. I understand there are eight total. Can I just get the other eight names, uh, five <laughs> names, just because I need order in my life and I need to understand? I know that's ridiculous. I don't have a cat to pet right now, so that this is going to be helping me be calm. <laughs> uh, for the listeners, Rain Cloud is petting a cat on camera. It's very cute. And it loves it. <laughs> Seems a little cannibalistic ironic, just saying. <laughs> cat petting a cat. No, it's perfect. There's already been cannibalism in this session. He's doing my sound effects for me. I love how relaxed that cat is. Like, it's it's got its head tilted back, listeners, and he's slowly stroking its cheeks, and it's got it's like basking with its chin up in the air, and it's like, yeah, it's more pets. This guy though, he's always he's always two seconds away from just like lashing out. Uh, it's yeah, that's it's, just it's, it's, We've it's all a been delicate there. balance. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm covered in cuts. I I would like to say kind of mostly to my party, but also kind of to. Uh, diagenis um this is actually bad like a faith structure is being messed up and whether it causes an apocalypse or not like that's not cool like this group is picking up orphans off the street and like helping people and uh either this place is fundamentally bad or someone is absconding from their duties either way i think think we should investigate and those siblings names are diogenes xenophanes who, who is that i haven't heard this hegesius apollonius oh. peregrinus calanus chrysippus so tulia diogenes xenophanes hegesius apollonius peregrinus and Calanus and Chrysippus, my personal favorite. <laughs> That's some uh, solid dungeon mastering for any aspiring DMs out there. Eight weird names that all kind of fit together. Very nice. 
I feel like Thank I you. may know those names. I'm just saying. That's why I was asking. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, someone out there does. Deep cuts. <laughs> and so each day there's going to be a play setting. Uh, maybe maybe this uh, this world ends if uh, if we don't remember uh, a meal that was supposed to be served and finished each day. I like that. That's very nice. Seems a, a, an appropriate time of year for that. Okay. What do you say we go find us a Queen Tulia? Tanger raises his eyebrows a number of times to be suspicious. Yes. Let's go find this person. Tanager, I would remind you, we're not in the Feywild anymore. Uh, social norms are a little different. Just be cool, be cool. But yes, let's go find this. Let's go find this queen. Dude, you're the Feywild boy. You liked, oh, oh, yes, hanging out with Tanager's family. Oh, yes, they're so cool. Oh, Tanager didn't have a drink until he was 13 years old. Yes, oh, blah, blah, blah. Yes, I am very happy we are not in the Feywild anymore, Raincloud. And I will conduct myself as such. (laughs) Tanager's all mad. It sounds like someone got out of the wrong side of the boudoir this morning. (laughs) Raincloud? Tanager's family likes Raincloud more than him. And he's like, I lit come on, dude. Like, we had so many fun adventures. Remember the Cyclopean Art Collective? Or the... the, the... I just, I, I, of course I do. Of course I do. What what, what, about we were potion smugglers for those couple months? Oh, the potion smugglers. Oh, come on. Remember we got, we got, we got shotgun married to those two fish people? Oh, (laughs) I still miss... Oh yes, I. You know, I still, I still find scales in my fur to this day. Ah, uh, what memories! So stop talking about the stupid okay, Feywild. Okay. We're not there anymore. I'll stop talking about the Feywild if you will write to your mother once in a while. <laughs> Damn you, Raincloud! Oh, true, Mama's favorite. Damn you! And tell her, tell her I was asking for. Once I'm sober enough to hold a pen, I suppose I will write mother, and I will send her your love. When are you ever sober enough to hold a pen? Okay, all right. Ha ha ha, your cackles. <laughs> um, yeah, all right, so we're back to the city then, right? Yeah, I guess so. They head out of the White Spire, assuming tangible, are you in on that too? Yeah, I'm curious if there's any i mean that still seems like maybe we should do a little tracking i don't have that skill uh personally but maybe we should do a little tracking to make sure nothing uh nothing intervenes in the i mean the thing we think we know just as a check just as a validation that's a great point there are six more floors of this tower that we didn't check out yes and i i believe there's uh six more people we should check out so i'm imagining one per floor. I could be crazy, though. That's true. It's hard to imagine that this queen had no friends in this tower. Yeah. And the only I'd lead... i go crazy. The only lead is that she might be in town, basically. Okay. That's all we know right now. So let's... Uh, I, I would suggest keep going down the leads of, like, trying to figure out what her relationships were with town and why she yeah. left. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, and we can narrate through that if that's going to expedite this process. I'm totally cool with that. 
I just want to know, are you guys visiting another floor in the tower, or are you walking through the woods? Uh, we are, I think we're going through the tower trying to talk to the other five or six members of this eight-person collective. I think five, because it was eight, no, six. Eight, one's missing, we already talked to Russell Raven. There we go. Alright, what floor do you visit? Yeah, we're, we're floor by floor, and as we meet people, until we've hit the requisite number, we're just gonna <laughs> full-on interview people. Okay, alright, third floor. <laughs> this room is 300 feet long and 600 feet wide. The floor is earth, and the ceiling is magically lit, with light as bright as the noon sun. Light green, dark green, light green, purple, rows upon rows of food-bearing vegetable plants stretch across the ground parallel to ceramic piping that is magically irrigated. A drakkar, a human with dragon wings, is bent over picking Romanesco. I would like to remark to my party that this is the second number of a very rare race that we've seen. Um, that's something to explore and maybe to expedite this situation we can condense our questioning down to, like, basically, like, two or three questions. Hey, are you close yeah, like, with, um... Tulia. Tulia? Does she have any connections in town? Uh, did you hear beef? And then, like, if you were to go to town, where would you go? I guess that's four questions, but... Does that seem like the information you want to glean from them? As long as we can fit in, like, 15 minutes of improvised backstory between each question. That is the... And, and I think they should have to sing it to us. I'm just saying, I think they should sing it in different accents every time. You know, I was That's just what I want. I wasn't down with this at first, but absolutely every person we meet should have to do a song in accent about their improvised backstory. You guys are right. To be fair now... So far, I think our, our, our bard is the only person who hasn't sung uh, today. Is that, would I be correct in saying that? <laughs> Just pointing that out. Just pointing that out. I, I believe that is correct. I think that is correct, my friend. I think you are very wise um, and attentive. New catchphrase. I'm actually not that kind of bard. I'm an eloquence bard. I can give a dissertation on our situation using every word in my vocabulary. But don't be wary, for I can speak. Don't be meek, just because my presence is strong. You are not wrong. Every viewpoint is valid. So do not be pallid in your efforts. I feel like you should know my friend Sam. Sam, I am. You would love him. He, he sounds just like you. Oh, the prophet Sam, I am? Oh. <laughs> All right. What were those four questions? They were that was the, that was the way to do it. Uh, no, we need to establish their relationship to the person in question. Try to Tulia. figure out their bearing on the situation. Like, hey, what's been going on here? And then, like, uh, the last two questions are a little bit interchangeable. Where would you go? Where do you think she would go? Because if they don't have a connection to uh, Tulia, we could at least guess, like, who are the people... That bread was baked fresh today, just in the last couple hours. I didn't see a bakery in this tower. 
so there's at least a baker shop somewhere in town that is providing fresh bread. Maybe she went to the baker's. Like, we need to find out the individual's relationship to the person, what they think the person would do, and what they would do if they left. And then the question four is, why would you even want to leave? Well, and I think there's one more thing we should take into consideration, and it's an observational thing, maybe not a question thing. But I wonder what race Tulia is, since the discussion about race seems to be uh, maybe important. I'm not sure. I could be just being a racist there. I don't know. I'm just putting it out there. Like I said, there's a disproportionate number of dragon skin angel wings person in this town. There's got to be a mama somewhere. Like, or, you know, is this a result of an event? Like, there's, there is something to be explored in the racial <laughs> aspect as well. Without okay. being broken her players. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, if you want to start asking questions about race, Tanager, go for it. But I think the, the, the original questions were, <laughs> would probably serve us quite well. So this dude is picking Romanesco and hasn't seen you yet. How do you guys react other than having a little chat at the door? <laughs> hey, uh, you got time for a break? Tanja will just call up. Okay, he sees you now. Xenophanes Fry, a human with dragon wings, which is a drakar. He raises his hand across his eyebrows to shield his eyes from the sun Sees you standing at the door. You know, it's quite bright in here in this vegetable field. And he says, Did you find Tulia? No, we got a couple questions about her, though. He flaps his wings once, soars through the air, and lands in front of you. Nice. They're functional. Super cool. I can jump really far, but, like, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Would anyone like to take lead? Oh, I think you're doing a great job. Okay. Um, Eloquence bod. <laughs> not yet. One more level. Um, <laughs> were you close to Tulia? My sister? And I'm sorry his accent is he has horrible S's because I'm personally trying to reduce my S's. So let's just go the other direction. Yes, I'm close to my sister. So then where did she go, dear brother? If I had to guess, and I would hate to guess, I think Diogenes had her killed. Why in all of revelry would that occur? Because there can only be one queen or king. But to my understanding, the disappearance of the queen does not make him king. It makes one of us king or queen. The light passes when you pass. Or it returns to the tower and stays here. So if she is is no more, then it is possible for one of us to become king. So who amongst you do you think would be the one to become king? Or queen? Diogenes. He's super pushy. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. Well, um, thank you for your time. Um, You're I'm, welcome. <laughs> uh, would you like a drink, please? Uh, I am oh, yes. thank just you. a poor alcoholic. I'm going to go barf. And then I pretend to barf while I'm like, hey, guys, um, 
this story is already not adding up. I'm so sick. Um, Maybe I don't want some. (laughs) Oh, no, I'm just, it's my own personal problems. I'm going through a breakup. Uh, No, but for real, uh, this dude, why would Diogenes want to search for his dead sister? Oh, unless he wanted to make sure the claim to the throne was valid. Yeah. If he did all that was necessary to make sure that his dear sister was found, nobody, Mm. he would be above reproach. Okay, we need to talk to more people. I don't want to do lead for next one. This is not my game. Somebody else do it. Well, I've I've done one as well. I think it's, uh, I think it's Tangible's turn. Tangible, you're up next. Unless you've got like horrible charisma score, I don't know. Oh no, my Christmas score is okay. I think I can do all right. Ah, look at that hair go. on this girl. And I sort of like fluff <laughs> oh, yes. the trestles. She is <laughs> shaking her head. She is fabulous. Totally. Ah, so who's the next person we're talking to? What do they look like? Where are we? What floor are we on? We're on three. We're going to keep ascending unless there's anyone else on this floor. Correct or incorrect? Oh, there's nobody else on this floor. He he just imparted upon you that Diogenes thinks it should be him. He wants to make our family decisions. <laughs> uh, there you go. Some S sound um, for you. And what was that guy's name? Xenophanes. Tandra is actively not taking track of these people's names. <laughs> I remind it. me, what what race was Xenophanes? I, I just, I lost that. Drakar. Drakar. Human with dragon wings, a Drakar. Everybody here is lightly touched by a dragon, it seems like. Okay, well, let's hope Apollonia is next. That sounds so fun. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. What level are you guys on? Uh, Whatever the next level is up. I think that would be four. 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 This room is 300 feet long and 600 feet wide. The ground is orange earth, and the sky is a blue magical light. With the green of leaves and the brown of the branches, it's a bit of a color overload at first. Your eyes adjust enough to pick out red and orange peaches in the branches closest to the entrance. The trees of the orchard fill this space. Hello, is is anybody here? Is anybody here? Hello? A tree rustles. And a human with two pairs of arms who was picking fruit while also holding a basket walks towards you. He puts the basket on his hip with one arm, holds a peach in the other arm, and then has two hands free to say, Adventurers here to find Tulia? Is she okay? And, this is what uh, oh, we wait, seek no. to... I'm sorry, oh. sorry. No, he, he, with his free arm, he reaches towards you to shake your hand and says, I'm Hegesius, and you... Hegesius, oh, it's lovely to meet you. I'm Tangible Dreams. Uh, I'm part of the Fire Breathing Kitten Guild, and my friends are here, and we're looking for Tulia. Yeah, we just wanted to check in with you and see if you had any thoughts about where she might be, uh, what your relationship was to her, and then I'm looking at you to try to understand your race, because you've got many arms, and I don't know that I know any races with many arms. Is is Tulia okay? I'm sorry. I'm just I'm very worried. Is she Okay. I see that. I don't know. We're, we're, we're trying to understand where she might have gone. Do you have any idea about where where she might be? And there's a there's a theory that uh, Xenophenius suggested that maybe somebody wanted to do her harm. 
Who would want to do her harm? She's lovely. That's a concern we have. So that's why we're checking with you. I worry that she's lost and hurt somewhere. What if she's lying injured on the ground and she can't get back to us and we can't go to her because we can't leave the tower because the world will end? Oh, oh wait, totally forgot this guy was supposed to have an accent. <laughs> <laughs> take your time. It's, it's fine, mm -hmm. sweetie. You just take your time. You do it. We all forget our accents sometimes, darling. <laughs> Who's the best yeah. of us? I can't do this one anyway, so um, it's all good. There are times we just have to do what we do when we do it, you know? <laughs> all right, so he'll Oi, say, brof. I worry that she's a lost and a hurt somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Uh, well, we, we, we certainly want to know that, too. So, yes, we're going to take your advice and we're going to go check the woods on our way out. But we also want to know, it sounds like you had a very good relationship with Tulia, yeah? Everybody loves a Tulia. Can I, can I ask you a question? If something were to happen to Tulia and she was gone and she passed and her light came back to the tower, who do you think the light would go to? He, yeah, that's a good question. He's like stroking his chin and then he's got another hand just like chilling because he's got four of them. Um, so he's got a hand free to stroke his chin, another hand to scratch his head. He's like, that's a great question. Um, I don't know. It seems a kind of random. Well, if that's the case, I wonder if I can ask one more favor of you before we go up to the next floor. Can I have a peach? <laughs> Oh, he gives you the entire basket of peaches, and he's like, like you cannot carry this many peaches, because he's a four-armed person. <laughs> and he loads you up, and he's like, anything for a mytolia. Thank you so much. I, I appreciate you uh, you sharing what you know. That's very sweet of you. And we'll, we'll try to find out, is, is she your sister? Yes. Very good. Okay. We are all uh, adopted. I just get confused with the term queen and then the queen having all the siblings. It just, it just did something to my head. I'm sorry about that. That's a limitation on me, not you. You're doing fine. I love your Italian accent. We'll come back and have some biscottis with you later. Yeah? <laughs> Tanager realizes... I'm glad this came across. That is what I had written down. So I was like, I don't know. If I'm... <laughs> uh, eight levels, eight accents. All right, we're keeping going. <laughs> yes! Yeah. No. Quest is just to hear all your accents. That's the new quest. We don't care if we win or not. This is an exercise for you. It, it is an exercise. Uh, Tanger hasn't realizes he hasn't eaten all day aside from that cheese a couple hours ago. So he is eating the peaches pit and all like a true goat. Oh, don't do that. You'll die. Okay, but yeah, cool. You don't know Seder physiology. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And then you are given so many different whatever grows in orchards, um, apples and yeah. peaches and pears, peaches and pears. Higesias really is very concerned and he can't leave. So like you can tell like you don't you're not doing an insight check on this guy. But based upon the amount of fruit he's given you, if he could leave this tower and go look for her, he would. It's good to know. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Also, what do you usually put downstairs? Is it like when you set the table, is there a specific thing you put or, or is it dependent on the day? I um, do uh, the 15 uh, spoons. Oh, Tanager grits his <laughs> teeth. <laughs> <laughs> <Hey>. mm. 
There was a disclaimer at the start of this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Well, was it about an odd number of spoons? Because I have no issue with the accents, but... Yeah, I don't don't think... I think you are the only one who's critical of the accents you're doing. None of us are in judgment of you whatsoever. Just the 15 spoons. Yeah, the 15 Uh, spoons is weird. That's all we're saying. To the listeners, sometimes Raz your DM. They're doing a great <laughs> job at accents. Stop right. apologizing, my guy. Just do them. Yes, please. It's it's eating up the clock. <laughs> yeah, oh, come okay, on. Okay. All right, you're I got so many floor, bits ready? I gotta do. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'll take the lead on the fifth floor just so I can continue my role here. Got it. This room is 300 feet long and 600 feet wide. The ground is hardwood. Sturdy metal shelves form hallways in the vast majority of this space, a grand pantry, like a warehouse, off into the distance. But in the space closest to the door, you are standing in the most luxurious kitchen you have ever seen. A slender man with insect-style fairy wings is humming to himself, then startles when you walk in, clutching a hand to his chest. Are you Peregrinus? I'm Apollonius. Apollonius, I was hoping I'd get to talk to you. You're the cook, aren't you? You love to be in the kitchen making food. Yeah, mate. I am imagining that right now you made 23 dinner rolls, but you are such a perfectionist that you probably had some spares. Do you have any rolls? I'm so drunk, Apollonius, please. It would be a kindness (laughs) to the church. (laughs) Peregrinus made those, but you're welcome to anything in the kitchen. We're looking Is for your s- sister Tulia. Tulia. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. uh, we were trying to jump the gun before you had to say that. I'm so sorry. Listen, I, we're just looking for her. It's no judgment on your part. Do you have any idea where she might be, or uh, do you believe anything bad might have happened to her? <sighs> he sighs and he like pats some kitchen stools and like nice. It's a really nice kitchen. So um, he offers you some peach pastries with fresh peaches like baked into them mm. and vegetable lasagna. And um, mm. he's like, come sit. I do. I come and sit. And I said, gentlemen, join us. We have to we have to partake. Otherwise, we might insult Apollonia here. Uh, Tanager is starving and immediately sits down. <laughs> <laughs> OK, the vegetable lasagna is like. It's got a white bechamel sauce sort of thing mm. going on with some like, mmm, it's very good. Very, very good. Speaking of that, we're going to take a dinner break right now, right? A long dinner break? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're hanging out. Let's guys go to this tower, I think. <laughs> uh, if you want a break now, we can. Oh. No, no, no. I was just teasing. Okay. Uh, yes, I definitely want to know your relationship to Tulia, your sister. Uh, were you on good terms? And do you have any idea where she might have gone? Uh, and it's after you guys have stuffed your face, so like some time has yes, passed. Yes, of course, sure. And uh, we want to shovel down. When we were chilled, Wait, like what? an impressive amount of food, just to like curry <laughs> any sort of favor we can. It's like he's like, "Oh yeah, you can have anything in the kitchen." We're like, "Oh yeah, yeah." yeah. Tanger specifically is <laughs> like you have to keep him from eating the dish that the food is served in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because you're a goat. He is full on goat mode. Oh, yeah, no. This is, like, yeah. Th- 
have you ever been in a Costco? Because this is where you are now. All of the shelves are full of, like, ah. they do food prep. Yeah. He... Yeah. You can have all of the food you want. Like, they've got plenty. that They take their food excess and they trade it with the town. Um, I want to make sure I eat enough to make this man like us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Apollonius gives you seconds. All right. So, now that you're all full and you've you've eaten... And he, he looks like something's kind of bothering him. And he frowns. And uh, and just to remind you, this is a slender man with insect fairy wings. Apollonius says, When we were children, she she gave away a toy of Xenophanes. He never forgave the slight. And has always been distant from her. I... I never really thought much of it, but since she hasn't returned, I can't help but wonder. Did he do something? I can't get the thought out of my head, but I can stop doing this accent because that's the last thing he says. <laughs> oh, but Tanager has a question, DM. Uh, yeah? Who adopted you all? Who was the previous queen? You have to have a mother or a father or whatever term you so choose, but... Who made this family a family? Layla. Leela. I don't know how to pronounce this. L-E-E-L-A. Leela. And was she more like Tulia or was she more like Diogenes? Leela was really easygoing. She reminded me the most of Chrysippus. And which floor does Chrysippus live? Are you close to oh, them? We, we, <laughs> we all live on the seventh floor. I motion to the empty, like, 900 square foot area around me. <laughs> 18,000 or like 180,000 or I forget. It's Look, huge. I'm not that kind of cleric, okay? I'm not a math guy. <laughs> I definitely went to school and we don't need to talk about it. But, you know, whatever. Numbers are for wizards. It's a big place. Yeah. Also, I have 11 spare levels. If Tanja can do it, he's really thinking about port and mage. About what? Uh, port and mage, where you get to just decide what a dice roll is. Oh, oh yeah. That's real nice. Oh, so, and you only have to drop, like, two levels in it. Um, my darling boy, I love you, and I see a love for your sister. Could I attempt a persuasion check? Sure. What's your role? And what are you trying to do? Really, where did she go? And... Who amongst this tower would know? Every moment lost is a second closer to danger that your dear sister queen is. Who knows where she is? I can't help but wonder. She gave away a toy of Xenophanes when we were children. He never forgave the slight and has always been a bit distant to her. I, uh... I have a quick question. I can't get the thought out of my head if he did something there. Yes. What was the toy? It was a small... Oh, it was a small yellow wooden action figure. Where could we find this person? Find what? I couldn't hear you. Uh, the, this person, Xenophanes. I know that... We we just spoke to Xenophanes, didn't we? On, On the third floor. floor. Oh, that was the third floor yeah. guy. Yeah. Yeah. What did Xenophanes say? Hmm. He's the one who pointed us 
to uh, the the older brother, the one who's looking for her. He was the one who said, like, oh, mm. yeah, this guy killed her. He said Dio Janus did it. Okay, okay. I mean... <laughs> In, uh, in Intangible Dream's hands is a small, yellow, wooden action figure created by Minor Illusion only to create the physical presence of it. It looked like that. Thank you so much for your help. I hope Tulia's okay. So do we. So do we. I grab my party, like, sort of in the, like, uh, alcove which would lead up or down. And I'm like, I'm starting to actually become worried for the safety of this person. Well, the we could take to the streets and look, or we can keep talking to this. None of this family has touched the streets of this world in decades, probably. Well, it sounds like one of them gets to escape every once in a while, right? Yes, they're every on this eighth day. Eight, every eighth day. So, I hmm. think. So one, one of them a day gets out. <laughs> so yeah. who's off today? So actually, Diogenes explained this to you guys. Because yeah. Tulia's out, none of them can leave the Oh, yeah, yeah, town. yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. But course. who, left, who last, left last? Tulia. Tulia. And she hasn't returned. Okay. okay. I'm seeing a pattern here. The thing that I'm noting, and I'm just putting it out there, is I think what I'm hearing is Xenophanius is the one who suggested... Uh, Diogenesis wanted Tulia dead and then other people are saying he actually had a beef with her so maybe there's something there I don't know I, I like Apollonia I'm just saying that's a cool I'm, I'm enjoying that and we're on fifth floor I have trouble believing that a misplaced childhood toy would lead to the death of a sibling like, either this place is so insular, where with such a small slight decades before would cause distrust in their community, or there's something else happening. Do we really think that she's dead over a toy? No. Right? That It seems... Do do we think maybe she just escaped because she doesn't believe in, the, in this and... <laughs> But where would she escape to? You think this place is so terrifying that she would just run into well, the night? Either there is someone who she holds connection with, or there is dark things at play that we do not see here. You know, in my hat, in my history, in my personal life, Dex Dranta and her pirate crew wronged my family. Oh. It happened a hundred years ago, and I've never forgiven her, and I will die trying to end her life and wipe her from the face of the earth. I don't think we should assume anything and just keep thinking there's a lot of possibilities here. Tanager does that drunk guy thing where, like, you got way too personal so he doesn't know how to respond, so he just puts his arms out for a hug. <laughs> oh, uh, I meet I meet your arms with a hug, and I, I hug you back, but I try to get on my tiptoes because it's awkward because you're so tall. Uh, Tanger doesn't care. He will use his third of four level one spells to cast Unseen Servant 
to create just literally like this unseen servant like kneels and you can step on them like a step stool um and then very that's nice very quietly in tangible's ear tanager says we all have a past it's true let's save this girl let's go find tulia i agree i will burn this city to find her and then you're like, oh, maybe Terrence wow. is getting a little too intense. <laughs> <laughs> Rain Cloud shakes head no. <laughs> we don't have to go quite that far. It's okay. It's okay. It's just Dax. I just want to go back and kill Dax. It's like, Dax is, is supposed to no, be dead someday. Dead. That's, it's not person. It's not, it's Dax. We're I not, would not Tulia. I would ask the great Dementor, the great DM in the sky, that on the day when did you killed Dax, I could be there with you. Ooh, I hope that happens. That would be lovely. All our enemies will be made bloody, and Tanager's getting, like, way too <laughs> drunk and tense for the scene. Okay, buddy, okay, here, here. I'm dead. No, but Rank they don't need to be it's water there's, skin. There's throats! Just have a, throats! Just, your lips are getting dry, friend. Just have a little drink of water, come on. Oh, oh gross. And then Tanager sips wine. You you still look you look marvelous. <laughs> okay. Um, for real though, uh, do we think there is anything to be gained by exploring this tower more, or do we want to just take the streets and start investigating? I think the main benefit is the DM has to do more accents. <laughs> I appreciate where you're going. <laughs> we can expedite that. Uh, I think if we just hustle. So what I'm I think hearing we can just is hustle up one. I will say. Everyone in this episode has an accent, including the townspeople. So it's all, yeah. Oh, so it doesn't matter. Oh, let's go find Tulia. Let's leave. Let's leave then. Yeah, let's go hit the streets. Okay. As long as I really like, as long as we pump this next person really hard for just to to say as many weird words as possible. (laughs) Ukulele. I want to hear ukulele in the next accent. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes, I want to see a, a a this person with a definitive French style accent say the word ukulele. Ukulele. I want to hear a lot of a lot of tongue twisters. I want to hear your classics <laughs> like how now brown cow, you know. And if I can reiterate, I think we should look along the road, uh, the path that we take out, just to see if we can track where Tulia left, because I'm imagining. There should only be one set of prints from today from Tulia's departure. And if this person has not left the tower much, they don't know how to cover their tracks well. So, like, that's probably true. Yeah, like there might be a very clear path of a scared woman, like, leaving this tower. But again, I think this is sort of Rain Cloud's deal. Um, I hate to disappoint, gentlemen, but um, not much of a tracker, I'm afraid. Plus one. On survival. Rain Cloud, I wanna I want you to look again at my short, skinny, sexy female form. I'm trying not to <laughs> stare, I'll be honest. So, I mean, okay. wow. Alright. I just wanna well, I think you can do this for me, is what I'm saying. Okay, okay. I wonder um can can our bard in training uh, uh, inspire me on my I was just going to say Tanager looks at you and says, Rain Cloud, you can do this hmm. for us. And with that, he winks his eye, double finger guns, like, get that snooter to work, my guy. 
And I would love to help you with your survival. I have some survival skill myself. So if that is what you are using, I would love to assist you. Okay, well, I'm a, I'm a roll an advantage or with a bonus dice? It Both, actually. If I believe in this situation, you can get both, but that's not my call. I'm not the DM in this particular game. The help action gives you advantage. The bard gives you the extra dice. Okay, oh my god. Okay, so I've rolled the d20s. <laughs> and the fact that the person using the help action has proficiency, no one can come against us for this. Unless I happen to roll a 2 and a 4 on the d20s. Well, just don't do that. But a 6, a 6 on the d6, it's too late, so that's a 10 plus 1. That's an 11, it's an 11. I am absolutely taking Portent Mage. <laughs> so you have all left the tower. We have all left the tower. It's we true. have left the tower. With peaches and pies and stuff. It's good. Yes. You are carrying the vegetable lasagna, the peach pastry, mm. the mm. basket of peaches. Uh, pears and apples. The pears and apples. This place is definitely a food generator. Um, oh, they have to. We, yeah. we should have gotten the last person to say apples and pears in that accent. Damn it. <laughs> Next time. Uh, and you are standing in the forest now, having exited the white spire. And then you rolled an 11. So. Yeah. Bird song. Dappled light filtering down through leaves. The crunch of leaves underfoot. This is a fairly standard patch of Lassoom Woods north of Nicomoe. A branch snaps. You hear grunting, a squeal, and many animal feet charging at you across the leafy ground. Everybody, please roll initiative for when we return next time. <laughs> Joining us this time were... Tangible. Tangible dreams. Glad I was here. Tanager. Ain't none of my squad gonna die today. Raincloud. Oh boy, a fight! See you soon. Hello, everyone. We've got a special announcement today. One of our listeners has a shout-out. If you're interested in us giving you a shout-out, please visit www.buymeacoffee.com slash firebreathingk slash e slash 28569. Here we go. The shout-out is... Happy birthday, Victoria! Clearly you are a dwarven cleric in every world imaginable, save this one. Thank you for always saving our lives and turning the undead away from us. Don't look now, but Strahd is right behind you. Aw, that's such a nice shout-out. I hope you have a great birthday, Victoria. Bye! We hope that you're enjoying this episode of the Fire Breathing Kittens podcast. Please leave us a review on iTunes.com. You can subscribe to receive new episodes through your podcast player or by visiting firebreathingkittenspodcast.com or finding us on YouTube. Can you think of someone who might enjoy this podcast? Please share it with them. We don't pay to advertise this show, so the only way we can grow is through the support of listeners like you. Thank you. You can find more adventures on Amazon.com in the bookstore, Fire Breathing Kittens, all one word, podcast. That's right, you can curl up with a good book based on one of our podcast episodes. 
the authors do a really great job of adapting them into fun novels. We also have official merchandise on Redbubble.com. Yes, that's right. You really can own a notepad with the fire-breathing kitten logo on the front. Or one of your favorite characters. Welcome back to Fire Breathing Kittens, a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons podcast. We are joined again by... Tangible. How you doing there? Glad you're back with us. Raincloud. Oh my gods, we're back again! Tanager. Everybody loves me. Shout out to the bird cloud. Everybody, please roll a d20. And I will hold, so you guys can tell I'm not moving it. This is the dice. This is the number. Once you have your number, let me know. I have my number of five. Uh, just a raw d20? Yeah. I'll take a 16, then. That's the five. I got a, a 10. Okay. And the number was... There's my camera there. And Eloquence Bard. 19. And you guys can help the Eloquence Bard with the names. Not bloody likely. Ah, <laughs> uh, no. Please tell us um, what happened last time on Fire Breathing Kittens. <clears throat> Last time on Fire Breathing Kittens, uh, after meeting up at the bar yesterday's, uh, the people Raincloud, Tangible, and Tanager, uh, exchanged a package, talked with the locals, and then once they heard a rap-tap-tapping on their window door, um, they met a super cool raven that Tanninger, like, thinks is his bro. Uh, they got a lead on that somebody in the White Tower might be in a bit of distress, and maybe that man was also super hot. So a couple of the party members wanted to investigate. They went there, they saw a weird altar, they met a man doing uh, push-ups... But the important thing is that there is a missing woman, a very important religious figure in a hierarchy of eight orphans, and without her, these orphans are going to be lost, and they barely just got found. So, not to be biased, but Tanninger and his buddies <laughs> are trying to find this missing girl and we're going to set everything right we're going to save the day and everybody's going to say we're handsome somebody else talk well I don't mind the word handsome being applied to me I'm fine with that I guess oh uh, I guess that was a little more inward like could someone tell me I'm handsome and <laughs> you look marvelous so pretty. so pretty you're glowing oh thank you guys stop you're be oh you're being silly you guys look great. It's hard to look directly at you sometimes. It's like looking <laughs> oh at the sun. It just burns your eyes at so much. Stop. You're too much. Let's go find this girl. Tulia. <laughs> Let's roll initiative, I believe. I did. Tulia. I rolled my initiative and I got, I got a, I wrote it down. Yeah. See, I summarized that whole plot and I didn't have to say anyone's name. I got a 19. <laughs> I dropped my dice. You have very loud dice. Ooh, those some heavy clackers. Yeah. Uh, that's a... That's a 24. Ooh. My dice doesn't go that high. 
Yeah, no, for my you need the money. I mean, you gotta, you, you gotta get some ladder dice. <laughs> <laughs> what was your initiative, Tanager? Uh, that was on eleven. Okay. You all hear a grunting, a squeal, and many animal feet charging at you across the leafy ground. They are running at you, so you have some time to react. They're still 50 feet away from you. When Rain Cloud, it's your turn. Um, what are they? These creatures look to be deer pigs with tusks growing from their lower canines and also from midway down their snout. All four tusk points curl and point backwards towards their eyes. Okay, um, is there any high ground uh, nearby, near me? Yes, there are trees all around you. Or okay. do you mean like a... There's also yeah, no. the tower. No, that's fine. Um, so you could, you're within running distance of the side of the tower, too. Um, no, I, I like trees that served us well in the last adventure, kind of. <laughs> Let's just not split the party up. Let's not split the party up. That's what Rainclad learned. Uh, okay, I'm going to bound up the nearest tree. Okay, do an athletics check to climb the tree. Okay. Um. You jump upwards and your hands clasp around a branch. Based upon this athletics check, how quickly do you pull yourself up? That's a 14. Pretty quickly, I think. Pretty quickly. You've done pull-ups before, and you... Within seconds, have your hind feet and your front paws on top of that branch. Okay, and uh, how far did you say these uh, deer pigs are? 50 feet away from you. 50 feet. Um, <laughs> okay, I'm going to pull out my deck of playing cards and uh, audaciously launch one because it's got a range of 60 feet. Um, that's a plus seven, so it's 23 to hit. At one of these deer pigs. Yeah, you hit. For a whopping two hit points. Just let him know we mean business, you know? And also that I can accurately fire playing cards by hand 50 feet. <laughs> you learned that during your year spent during the final replay, right? Yeah, during my Groundhog Day year. I just yeah. sat in the bed throwing cards into a top hat. The playing card strikes the deer pig and scores its tough pig hide. Uh, and then I would uh, like to use uh, my roguish cutting to, to attempt to hide in this tree. Okay, I'm going to do Which a perception is... check, so let's see if I see you. Now they so did get... Is it my stealth versus your perception? Yeah. Okay, I rolled badly. Uh, but that's a 19, because I got plus 10 on stealth, because I'm, I'm a cat. <laughs> oh, okay, so this is not a common occurrence, but they got a 19 on the dice. Oh, and... The question is, what's the modifier that you added to your, um, to make, uh, what's the modifier for perception? Because I don't have a character sheet in front of me. Oh, my perception. For any, what's the, per is that wisdom or? In oh, wisdom. Yes, yes. Oh, okay. It's plus zero for them. So okay. somebody met something to beat something, but who met it to beat it? <laughs> I think the player has to meet it to beat it. So I'm I think they have to, to they, okay. Okay. You're, you're hidden. Okay. Maybe Sweet. let's say two of the pigs see you. There you go. All right. I mean, I think, right. I'm, I think, I'm, I think I'm good about three. Okay, turn over. After rain cloud, uh, I wrote T-A-N for this person, so good job. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be me. I had a nice Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I want to assess how many creatures are there before I make my act. There are six Bobby Rusas. Six. 
Oh. Bobby Roos's. And I'm anticipating that they are trying to kill me, right? They're they're attacking me. If you would like to do some kind of knowledge check, I can tell you about Bobby Roos's. Yes, please. I would like that very much. Uh, I rolled a uh, 21. Okay. A 21 is pretty good. And what kind of check is this? Uh, this would be a history check. I can also, okay. I apologize. Why don't we make it a nature check? Because that just seems smarter. Let's make it a nature check. Okay. Um, with a nature check, you would say that this animal often travels in groups of females, but it is possible for males, like rogue males, to be around as well. Based upon how this is a group, you'd say this is probably a group of females, but they got some tusk things going on there. So um, in my curse research, I did not discover whether or not females have tusks or not. So in this fantasy world, they all got the of tusks. Of course they do. Because that's the coolest part of them. Sure. Yeah. So fantasy babirusas all have backward-facing teeth tusks. They point into their eyes. It's crazy because if they it keep growing, like, they like... It goes like through their snout, doesn't it? It goes through their snout and like back, it's like the worst design for tusks I've ever seen. Yeah. So <laughs> it's pretty bad. Uh, yeah. Picture if, if your cheeks like had your teeth growing out of them for self-defense that's, and how bad of an idea that would be. That's not a good idea. <laughs> Doesn't and then they were like, just for double measure, they like stabbed you in your eye as well. So doesn't seem totally evolutionarily right. wise. Um, I will. <laughs> Real creatures. Uh, uh, tangible will cast fireball in a 20 foot <laughs> area. Wait, are these endangered? I mean. <laughs> no, no, they're they not. Are, they are they by are me. And these particular ones are endangered. They are in the moment. And I do want to make clear that part of my reasoning is I saw rain cloud attack them. Yeah. yeah, And you know that I as a pack of females, it's a little dangerous because there's just well, so many of them. And I'm a rogue male. I'm their natural enemy. i got to be careful. Uh, my DC for them to uh, roll a deck save is 15. Oh, my. All right. I'm going to roll for all six of them. But uh, they're not likely to pass this. They're, they're not like the world's most dexterous animal. Okay. So, yeah, it looks like two of them pass. So I did 29 points of fireball damage in a 20-foot radius, avoiding <laughs> our dear friend Rain Cloud and trying only to get them at the 50-foot distance they were. <laughs> so my point would be behind them. Have you ever seen a rotated pig on a spit above a barbecue fire? <laughs> I have. Well, four of these six Bobby Rusas look like that. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> and the others are, because I think fireball is half damage if they pass. That is correct. The others are a little... Um, Barbecued. Singed. Sure. Mm. Medium rare. I did my part. I, yeah, you did. I look I look over at Tan Tanager and say, You're up. <laughs> Actually the Bobby Russos are up before oh, we okay. get to Tanager. Okay. So uh there are two of the six left. I'm gonna say that they are the Mama Babarusa because they travel in matriarchal herds with the mama, and then one of her little sons who's not yet big enough to leave the herd. So there you go, there's where the tusks are, that little guy. And uh as animals they're not good at risk-benefit analyses. <laughs> <laughs> they continue to charge towards you. They have reached within 25 feet of you, but cannot reach you this turn. Okay. So that was quite an effective ranged attack. 
They're going to expend that second movement to enter melee, one with each of you. So one with Tangible and one with Tanager. What about my dear friend Raincloud, who's up in the tree? There's not enough Bobby Russo's for everybody. <laughs> they haven't seen me. He's right there. Look, I can see her. He's no, right look. I'm, How do you not I've see him? Camouflage. He's right there. I don't understand. <laughs> it's my cunning camouflage. <laughs> and they can't do anything to you this turn because they just like finished up their charge reaching you. So that's the end of their turn. Tanager, it's up to you. There's one little baby boy pig and one mama pig. The baby boy pig's on you, Tanager. Oh, if there's only two left, um, are either of them injured? Yes, they're both injured. They look singed. Should roughly been 14 points to each of them. Just FYI. They look very Oof. singed. <laughs> um, guiding bolt then on the more healthy looking one. Well, that'll be a 17 on a range spell attack. Oh, you are attacking in melee range. Does that affect you at all? Uh, ooh, I don't know the rules specifically. I think maybe it's like disadvantage? Yeah, that sounds right, but you would know better than I. I think it's only if you're directly, like... Square is adjacent well, for five feet. Instead of that, I would use Word of Radiance. Are they both in melee range? One is in melee with you, the little baby boy pig, and the other one is in melee with your friend Tangible. How far away? Within ten feet of you. Then you guys were standing pretty close together. I would take a five-foot step and then cast Word of Radiance... If you do take a five-foot step, you will provoke an attack of opportunity because you haven't disengaged. Well, but have I left its attacking range? Yes. If you take that five-foot step back, you will leave its melee attacking range, and that's why you're taking the attack of opportunity. Oh, so they're like different areas. Okay, then instead... And I confirmed that when you make a ranged attack with a weapon, a spell, or some other means, you have disadvantage on the attack roll if you are within five feet of a hostile creature who can see you and isn't incapacitated. So, rules confirmed by quick DM fingers. <laughs> well, oh, this is tricky. I... Uh, okay, so I will summon my echo... And then I'm just going to attack from it. Uh, so I'm going to make an attack. That you is sure you don't want a... to throw a playing card at one of them? <laughs> uh, no, because and I will take disadvantage yeah, okay. if I use any of my magic. And my ward radiance is so weak that I might as well just attack at like a safe distance. So, uh, 20. Ah. 20 to hit? That will hit. What are you hitting with? I'm hitting with a headbutt. Oh, <laughs> headbutting. Oh, oh, oh my gosh. You're going to take damage because it's got those, like, canines my projecting through its will. skull. <laughs> uh, my echo will, because I'm attacking oh, for my echo. So it. it'll be dispelled, with but... One HP, right? Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. gosh. <laughs> Finally, the teeth of the Bobby Rusa do something useful. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but I do do three points of damage. Nice. Uh, I got a B 
back up. So that was my bonus action. My full action will be disengage, and then I'll use my movement to move farther back. If I can move Mirthful Leap, uh, I'll roll a d8. Extra two feet. There you go. Yeah. Your phantasmal copy headbutts the Babirusa. The tusks of the Babirusa damage the phantasmal copy back. It disperses, and you have jumped back, having disengaged, taking no opportunity attack. You're now seven feet away from the little boy Babirusa. The family unit's only survivor, him and his mom. <laughs> this is really bad. <laughs> but now I'm farther enough to do wait, 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 like wait. some... This is really bad, says the person who ate goat previously this episode about <laughs> eating pig, a much more acceptable food. <laughs> and not <laughs> most not cannibalistic for him, yeah. Yeah, yeah. there's that part of it too. Look, that's exactly why I ate the goat. It's like... It's judgmental for me to eat any semi-sentient creature, so it's like, well, you might as well <laughs> commit to cannibalism, so uh. don't you point your fingers at me. Let's <laughs> deal with this Babarusa. Her fast DM fingers, if I might add. They're so speedy. Listener, please give us pity at the rapid speed of our DM's fast fingers. <laughs> Alright, and is that the end of your turn? Um... Free action. Don't get close to this thing. Uh, if you have any sort of range attack, I think we should hammer it from far away. As if to emphasize that, the Babirusa's aura of retribution activates. <laughs> Every time a Babirusa takes any amount of damage, any creature that isn't a demon within 30 feet of the Babirusa must make a constitution saving throw. Okay, so I just would like to reiterate that I stole a movement action. So... It was disengage as my action. Oh, fart. I attacked. <laughs> Never mind. I am within the range. Everybody, please make a constitution saving throw. Rain cloud, no. I think 30 feet is upwards, too. But yeah, you're, you're definitely yeah, not I'd imagine so. really close to this pig, but pig okay. deer. So that's a 12 for rain cloud. Seven. What did you get? Ten, Niger? Nine. Nine? Okay. Yeah. All right. So, rain cloud up in the tree passes and only takes one damage, but everybody else takes a damage with no type resistance or immunity and three damage. You ah. feel it. You feel it in your deep in your chest. No. So when you headbutted this little pig, little pig headbutted you back in your heart. All right. Um, so that was the end of your turn? Yes. Rain cloud, we're back to you. Okay. You're hidden um, in the tree from the two surviving Babirusas. There are two surviving. Yeah, the one baby male in front of Tanager that has the upward canines that he his spectral image headbutted, causing you all immense pain, and the big mama in front of Tangible. Right, okay. I mean, do you guys want less, or should I just attack? I guess I could shout that out. Attack the mama! See if she does the same thing. I, I, do, I don't think this combat's going to last much longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, um, I'll attack the mama, so I've already rolled, so that's a 22 to hit. That hits. And, and I get, presume I get sneak attack if I'm still hidden. Yep. So that's 13 damage. 13 damage! Describe what happens! The mama's dead! Um, 
Yeah, Raincloud does a really cool kind of one-handed card cut, picks one out, tosses it to the other hand, <laughs> flicks it, um, and it spins, and I suppose just like <laughs> slashes its throat open like a like a well-trained butcher would <laughs> as it collapses the ground, squealing and sputtering. Raincloud kind of turns away out of reverence and vows wow. to use every part of that carcass if he gets the chance. Wow, all right. And then, everybody, please make a constitution saving throw. Sorry. Who's within 30 feet of the dead Mama Babarusa? Same again, I got a 12. That would include me, for sure. Five. Nine. Again, except for Raincloud, you all take as much damage as the Babirusa did. Raincloud, you take half. Raincloud, you did... Was it 13 damage? Yeah. Yeah, can I use my uncanny dodge to uh, half that? Is it an attack? Is it an attack? Is it an attack from an attacker that I can see? Is it an attack? It's not an attack. It's an okay. aura okay, of retribution. And the aura of retribution, just to clarify, because I'm pushing up my nerd glasses. I know the listeners can't see. Uh, <laughs> the damage done or the damage put out? Because the damage done would be limited by the total number of hit points the creature could take, right? Versus mm. the total damage actually put out. So, oh, that's a good if point. If it had the one exact hit point, wording, yeah, yeah. So here's the exact wording, and I'll let you guys decide. It says, "Quote: Every time a Babirusa takes any amount of damage, any creature that isn't a demon within thirty feet of the Babirusa must make a Constitution saving throw, taking an amount of damage equal to the damage the Babirusa has suffered." Right. So it would be the amount of damage so, it had left. Yeah. That would be ten. Then, that's a good call. <clears throat> Yes. I'm putting on my nerd glasses here. Let me put my nerd (laughs) glasses on. Thank you very much. (laughs) Yeah. So everyone take 10 except for Raincloud. Take five damage. Okay. And is that the end of your turn, Raincloud? Yeah. Do I need to rehide? Can I rehide? Sure. I mean, do I need to? I don't know how this works. Yes. You're exposed by your attack. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Well, that is a 25. That is higher than it can possibly roll. Oh, no, sorry. If it's stealth, uh, yeah, it's more. 28. 28 28 is definitely higher than it could possibly roll. Tangible, are you going to end this battle? I I fear I am going to end this battle because in this moment, I cast my firebolt and I accidentally rolled a natural 20. Uh (laughs) For a total of 25 points of fire damage aimed at the surviving last one of the little piggy looking thingies. Oh, the juvenile male that had not yet left the group of females. That would be the one. Uh, if you guys get a chance, look up what a Babirusa looks like. Their teeth are just the worst idea for teeth I've ever seen. They grow through <laughs> their own skull and then back into their eyeballs. It's just a bad idea. Anyway, so well, maybe it works well. I don't know. I've never really seen them fight. Um, so it's dead. Uh, it is not only cooked. The other ones are, you know, well done. This one is beyond well done and it's it's moved into the charcoal territory of food cooking <laughs> yeah maybe the insides are still tasty but the outside doesn't look appetizing was it the mama who had this poor little guy didn't even get to he didn't even get to see the world he he was still he was still living with his mama and then he he got cooked Aw, and everybody please roll a constitution saving throw oh fuck i failed my constitution <laughs> saving throw I also... I passed again. I rolled a five. Four. Aww. A four. Tanager will actually take a 16 on this one. 
Nice. Tanager and Raincloud take three damage. Tangible takes seven damage. The amount of hit points the Babirusa had left in its little piggy life. That I ended with great clarity and heat. <laughs> this leaves you all in the woods, having attracted a lot of attention. It does, and it leaves me down 20 hit points, so I'm noticing. <laughs> Rainclad considers just having a nap in the tree until everything is sorted out. Tanager takes a sip of wine and goes like, oh, if only we had a healer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not that kind of rogue. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, so no, I understand what that's like, my friend. Does anyone need, anyone need uh, healing? I'm down 20, my friend. You're down 20? 20. And uh, Tanager? Uh, yeah, roughly the same. I have about 60, I take I think like 18-ish, so I'm down about a third. Right. But I'm cool. Don't worry about me. Yeah, I'm fine too. I'm down over half my hit points. I'm fine. I'm fine. Don't worry about me. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, no, come here. Come here. Um, uh, Raincloud, back in. May I? You just, you look very tense as all. I'm told I give good massages. It's just between colleagues. Just a friendly massage. Oh, no. Earlier when I was in the bar and you did that, it was very, very nice. Okay, okay. Tanager's already nude. <laughs> oh, I thought we were doing massages. Uh, yeah, I don't know how many I do. It doesn't say in my character sheet what Lay on Hands does. Uh, oh, what is, is it? Is that a paladin it's skill? Like... Yeah. It's five hit points it's... Five hit points per level. It's just five hit points. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, then that's ten hit points. Okay. Okay, there you go. Much better. I feel so much better. Thank you so much, Raincloud. You do give good massages. And he does it like, you know the way cats like knead their blanket or whatever, like K-N-E-A-D? He's doing it like that, but just no claws. I love it. That's so gorgeous when you do that. <laughs> and he's, and he's, he's, he's purring. And I'm, I, I can't control the purring. I'm sorry. Please don't read too much into it. It's totally fine. I'm loving it. That's a great skill you got there. I'm just saying. That's a great skill. <laughs> The purring is a skill. It's it's involuntary. <laughs> it looked very challenging to me. I don't think I can do that. <laughs> Oh, there we go. There we go. <laughs> That's too much. If we're going to have a purr off, I, I might have to get the cat back. I'm just, I'm just saying I feel like we're Foley artists all of a sudden here. <laughs> <laughs> Oh and there's God, a goat. Boys. And there's a goat in the room. <laughs> Look at that! Wow, wow. Um, okay, so Guys, what, are we, okay, what, in just, the, what in the hell was that? We just got yeah, attacked by is... magical pigs. I think that were maybe demonic too. It's very bad. Magical pigs aside, can we look for traces of uh, Tulia? Traces of Tulia sounds like a wonderful movie. I'd like to see. Oh, that would be a good... Yeah? I would watch that. I would watch that, yeah. That sounds fun. Traces of Tulia. Traces of Tulia. Um, I'd like like to use my divine sense to see if those uh, corpses are demonic or... Yeah. Uh, Celestial? Sorry. Celestial fiends or undead? Absolutely. They're not any of those things, are they? You do know that... Demons are chaotic, and devils are lawful, and these are demons. Okay. Ooh, that's not 
great. Demon deer pigs. Demon deer pigs that attacked us as soon as we walked out of the tower in search of Tulia. And I do believe uh, that would be closer to Xena Phineas's uh, life's work there. That's my guess. That's just a guess. Well, I have two theories. Either Tulia went this way and got attacked the same way we did, and that's not great. Or this is a response in Tulia moving safely through here. And maybe she's consorting with demons? I don't know. Well, I... Either way, we should try to figure out if she went this way at all. I don't want to shame anybody for who they consort with. I'm just saying, I'm hanging out with a, a Sada and a cat person, so I, I don't want to judge anybody. I mean, but of course. We, all we have consort- been doing a lot of consorting. I'm saying, we've been, you rubbed my back twice now, you big furry beast, you. Oh, stop. <laughs> Tanger will make an investigation that he does not have proficiency in, but since he is now a newly minted jack-of-all-trades, he is a plus one. Well, would you like me to lead that investigation and you can help me? Or I can help you? Yeah, that, uh, either way works. No, that's that's probably the better idea. I don't know what I'm doing. All right, why don't I roll the investigative with my plus four, I, and I'll roll it as uh, getting some help from you, so I'll roll two dice. I keep doing that thing where I, like, lean down towards dirt and I'll smell it and then I'll eat a little bit, but that it's, like, not relevant to what's going on. So you just watch me eat dirt for a few minutes. I look around, I do my survival check, I or, I'm sorry, my uh, investigation check, and I look around and I do analysis and I look at the footprints and the history and the whole nine yards. And after just a few moments, I'm able to discern my 23 provides me this information as provided by our DM. Ooh. Wow, 23. 23. Yeah. Tanager eats some dirt. I had advantage. Yeah. Gosh, with a 23, you see a broken twig. Ooh. And it's broken like, I don't know much about tracking. But it sets off your tracking investigation radar. You're like, wow, this broken twig is suspicious. There would be a footprint around the where the broken twig was. So it's like clearly someone moved through this and broke a twig. It's not just a random. And there's a footprint. <laughs> I mean, if I could suppose. <laughs> oh, a footprint is a footprint? And a broken twig. Hmm. That way. Well, let's let's go that way. <laughs> and I'll try to continue following. I'll use my nature skill. Unless you tell me that's inappropriate, I continue to use investigation or survival or whatever you think is the right thing here. Let's see if you stay on the trail or meander away. Roll your choice of skill. I don't care. <laughs> oh, I'm going I'm to use nature in this case because obviously the broken twig is the uh, in this the thing and then I'm looking over at my friend Tanager and see if he's going to help me out with this assistance yes Tanager will help by eating some more dirt <laughs> <laughs> after rolling a natural 20 with my plus 7 oh I'm going to say I think I'm able to follow the trail pretty well at this point yeah Oh, man, you don't have to roll again. You follow that trail all the way to its end. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Okay. Perfect investigation by Tangible. Not the end of the world, though, right? Just the end. 
Right. Okay, good. It's only the end of the world if this fails. That's... <laughs> okay. A branch snaps. You have reached the... You have caught up to whatever is making this trail. There is a shuffling sound, like someone is not picking up their feet as they shuffle walk. Hmm. You hear them before you see anything. Maybe I should stealth ahead and scope out who the hell it is. Can I make a medicine check to tell if this is someone being lazy or someone injured? Mm-hmm. Yes. What's your medicine roll? Uh, and what's your stealth roll, Rain Cloud? 23. Tanager nice. will take a respectable 15. Okay. No healthy person walks this way. Mm. And you are very hidden, Rain Cloud. Okay, I'm, try- I'm trying to sneak up and just see them before they see me or detect me. Yes, absolutely. So, party, Raincloud, you see them before they can see you. An extremely elderly dragon with angel wings is before you, and she does not see you because you are hidden. Her muscles hang oddly on her skeleton, her ribcage a barrel on stick arms and legs. Her face sags, wrinkled. She is holding a full glass of lemonade. There is precipitation on the glass. It's still cold. Glass of lemonade. Okay, well, I wave I wave the other two on. And, um, yeah, I guess I'll, I'll... What do we do? Well, I don't think I see. I just hear still, so I get waved up, right? Yeah, yeah. So once I make eye contact, I would like to focus in on the glass of lemonade. Is this a glass of lemonade that maybe at some point would be on the table? The altar? Oh, uh, assuming that you visited all the people, you know that none of them had lemonade as their thing. Hmm. I can just DM assist. (laughs) Huh. Tulia? The old woman turns around and she says, Your name is Tulia? No. My name is Tinatin. Tinatin. That's a lovely name. Are you okay? You look like you're not feeling well. And normally at this point, I'm scared to death of dragons, so I would be dying on the ground. But you're talking to me, so I'm trying to make it. No. Guys, I'm so drunk, but I know we know that name. Can I make, like, a memory check? I have it written down. Tinatin is a name that, like, I should remember. <laughs> I wrote down this name, but I don't know what it was. Yeah, yeah. I don't know who went. Yeah, Okay. Do you guys, you guys can tell Tanager's player who Tinatin is. Who is Tinatin again? I didn't write that one down. <gasps> I have a lot of names. Oh, Tanager's the only one who half remembers. <laughs> is, was Tinatin, well, there were two names I remember. Is that the one who's going to... Uh, I, that I don't remember. There was the woman, the old woman who was looking for somebody at the very start of the game. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. From the inn, and I thought that was the name that they said. Yes, this is the auntie! Oh! <laughs> it's the confused old lady. Farts and toots! This is the old lady! It was the confused old lady, yes, that's correct. This, oh, the Tintin is the lady at the... Um... Turns out we were doing that quest. Tanninger is going to make a persuasion, say, oh, no, no, honey pie, but we know Tinatin. Do we need to get you back home? And then I do know her address. So, like, yeah. I'll be like, hey, do you want to, you can come back with us? Yeah. Roll your persuasion checks. Let's see how this goes. 
all of us or should we should we help one another? If you can in story help, then you can use the help action. Excellent. I also have an ability I haven't gotten to use yet, which I really want to use. Tinitin, there's somebody who's looking for you, and we will wonder and if we could help you get back to where they are looking for you. Is that something you'd let us help you with? And have you drunk okay. have you drunk all that lemonade? So I would like to assist whoever whoever needs to roll. Got it. Telling her that there's somewhere someone is looking for her. Mm-hmm. And then Tanager, are you the one making the roll? Yes. Okay. And then Raincloud, do you wanna just role play a bit? What are you what are you doing? Um I dunno, I think that I think they're doing a good job. Alright. Tangible, what'd you get? Oh, Tanager rolling or tan- tangible? Or Tanager, what'd Sorry. you get? So am I rolling at advantage? Yes. Yes. You were aided okay. by tangible. Tanager rolled a natural seventeen plus his six and then he really wants to flex and will use his once a day ability commanding presence. Ooh. His fighter <laughs> ability adding a plus six uh, D six to his roll. So that will be six D six. I wish. Or one D six. Okay. No, uh, 17 plus 6 is 23, plus 4 is 27 for a persuasion. It's a good roll. That's a good roll. Yeah, I really wanted to do this one. Yeah, with that fantastic roll, what do you say to this old lady holding a cold glass of lemonade in the woods? They're coming for... (laughs) You're a dragon, right? That's what you say? Well, no, it was going to be a little bit of a speech, but um, that's really cool. Would you like to tell us about that while we walk you home? Ah, and then she puts her hand on your forearm and lets you guide her through the woods because you're just, you're such a deer. And uh, (laughs) So, yeah, you guys have successfully added Tinitin to your party and she's going to come with you. Great persuasion roll. Now, everybody, please roll investigation. Yes, I want to do an investigation because I think she might be sick. (laughs) How we're going to do this is the number of questions that you can ask her depends upon your investigation roll. And then you can investigate and you can ask this person questions. So what did you guys get? Tanager rolled a three. You can ask one question. Raincloud and Tangible? I got an 18. You can ask two questions. I got a five. You can ask one question. Hmm. So let's start with tangible, and then we'll rotate around and end with tangible as well. So you've got this little old lady, and yes, she is a Tenryu, the same ethnicity as the waitress. And she has an extreme age to her. Uh, Like, her ribcage is a barrel on her thin arms and legs, like sticks. She's very old. She doesn't have any muscles under that skin. Sweetie, there's a woman who's looking for you. She's she's a waitress at an inn. And you have you've disappeared and she asked us to help you find your way home. I'm wondering, do you know you're lost? Am I lost? Perfect. <laughs> Just what I wanted to know. Who's got the next question here? Uh Tanager will go next. Do you have Family? Do you have children? 
Like, is there, you know, somebody we can um, make sure brings you dinner tomorrow, you know? She touches the fabric on your arm again. You're wearing that black turtleneck? Yeah, it looks super and- dope. I got that drip. <laughs> and she says, my baby daughter, Tahira, would look good in a dress the same color that that nice girl was wearing. Not this black. No, for a baby. Like a yellow? Um, I spent my question, but I look at Raincloud, and if I can try to, like, give him any sort of, like, we spent a year traveling the world together check, like, she just said that girl the girl was wearing she saw a girl recently like follow up my guy hmm okay I'm gonna ask is it weird that my half goat friend ate some goat no I'm not gonna do it I pop red cloud in the jar I really I really want to do that I'm not (laughs) I'm just kidding Uh, uh, I'm sorry, what what did she say about the the young girl, this hopefully Tulia? She said that, um, sorry, to Tanager's recollection, her daughter Tiana or whatever would look good in the same color that that girl was wearing. So -hmm. that means, like, she's seen a person wearing black recently. Yeah. I knew... I, it just it occurs to me that maybe we didn't get a, a visual description of Tulia, which is some pretty bad sleuthing, unless I missed that. <laughs> yeah. Like, we're looking for someone who we've no idea what she looks like. <laughs> we should have been more fashion cop. We don't even know what race she is. I realized that as well. No, no. Dang it. I assume... <laughs> oh, farts. Uh, so, uh, I, I mean, I'm just going to ask her, uh, where was this uh, young girl that you saw. Why did you see her? By the lake. That lake is so beautiful. I want to go there with Jeff. My husband, you know, he just became a judge. That's marvelous news. Congratulations. <laughs> I'm wondering, dear, have you had any of that lemonade to drink today? I haven't yet. I. She just handed it to me, and it's it's full. Would you like some? I would like very much to carry it for you for the rest of the day, if that's okay. Ah, she hands it to you and she says, This lemonade recipe would be a good thing to teach the children how to make in the classroom. They would love this. That's lovely, dear. Thank you so much for letting me carry this for you. And you feel that it is cold, like recently poured into this glass cold. Uh, Tanager has an idea. Uh... He will drink some of this lemonade raw. No. Oh. <laughs> the satyr leans over to Little Tangible and, like, sips lips with, I don't know, almost goat-like lips. <laughs> Gets the straw. Well, not not quite yet. I'm just pitching the idea. I drink some of this raw, and then I cast Purify Food and Drink on it. Which, if it's poisoned, or unless it's, like, cursed lemonade. Um... <laughs> It will remove whatever toxins are in it, and then someone else drinks it. And then we see if we have different reactions. If we have the same reaction, this is clean lemonade and I burned a spell slot, whatever. But, uh, what, what do we think? I think there's a lake nearby where this 
glass was poured recently. And we may want to find mm. that place and solve, <laughs> kill two birds with one stone, as they say, mm. but not not a crow. No, and what no I, crow. also what I think is that I don't trust your purify food and drink spell. I've fallen for that one before. It's doubly <laughs> alcohol proof. Oh, it's it, pure now. Pure alcohol. That's not what it's used for. Tanager's <laughs> purify food and drink as he like fully gets his thumb wet with spit and then just like swirls it in the drink or food or whatever. And then I'm like, yeah, no, it's good now. <laughs> um, Alright, let's go to the lake. I think that's yeah. the most reasonable course of action. And then Tanager um, um, yeah, can we can we orient to where the lake would be? I can try to do that with my nature skill, if that's okay with everybody. Yeah. Anybody sure. want to assist uh, me? I, I should probably react to Tanager drinking some. Yeah, I think that might be a thing. Oh, say... I'm absolutely drinking yes. some either yeah. way. Yes. Okay. Like, as once we're like, yeah, no, we probably should, like, wait to experiment on it. Let's go to the lake. And then <laughs> Tanager just takes a big slug. Yeah. <laughs> It tastes cool and refreshing, citrusy and sweet, and a little bit like that tartness that a lemon has. You know, this is fresh squeezed lemon juice. Oh, wow. I'm going to actually make lemonade. I have a lemon tree in my yard. Or I guess Tanninger has a lemon tree in his <laughs> <Yeah>. yard. <laughs> and he's going to have a glass of lemonade after this. That's really cool. <laughs> and then as for your nature check, tangible... Yeah, I was wondering. Please give me a roll. I was wondering if anybody was helping me out on that roll. It's a nature check. Is anybody uh, assisting in anyone? I can help. I can help. Looking around with me. We're trying to orient towards the lake, and I rolled a twenty-six. Wowzer, Bowser! I helped. The help mattered. (laughs) The help mattered. Okay, Raincloud. What did you do to help? Um, we just had an old-fashioned chat about. Well, it's about three p.m. The sun is here. The moss is on this side of the trees. If I was a lake, I think that would be just a great location on the other side of this copse here. Wouldn't you agree? I think you must be right. He pulls back the branches, and lo and behold, there be a lake. Look, it's right right here. Tanager is 50 feet behind, just like face covered in red wine like yelling like what does it mean to be a lake (laughs) (laughs) the old lady loves you and is just hanging off of your arm because that's the arm she's on so (laughs) (laughs) tangible do you think that old lady is safe he's i mean he's had a few even by his own standards I think I think she can fend for herself, buddy. I think she's fine. She's starting to look as frail as her. I, that's what I was thinking. It might be the other way around. Do you know I'm a goat? He might not be safe from her. I'm a goat. <laughs> Across the water, in the distance, you see a log cabin. Ooh. Oh. There are trees between here and there on the shore, but you could reach it easily by walking around the lake. Let's do that. I have no ability to create a boat and no ability to fly there. So uh, pretty much. Oh, I could. Oh, yes. Uh, I can cast Skyrite and let Tulia know we're coming to visit her. Um, 
Or I can leave it, leave it, leave it secret, as you like. Yeah. I've seen your reaction <laughs> that that's not what you wanted me to do. Okay. All right, I see that. She might not want to be found. Okay, you know? understood. Understood. Yeah, maybe um, don't put her on blast. <laughs> Although I would say we should, uh, we should endeavor to get in a skinny dip before the day's out. Um, I haven't... I haven't. I don't feel I've done enough today to praise the reveler and uh, frolicking naked in cold water. I think would, if anyone cares to join me, let's let's find Tulia first, of course. Of course, yes. Maybe she'll join. Maybe she'll join. Yeah, Tanager has already stripped his turtleneck off. <laughs> <laughs> um, with reasonability in mind, before we revel, we should find this person stress. Let's go check out this cabin. There's nobody in it. Then we take a dip. We have a little bit of a fun, you know. Yes, let's go. Let it be so. We're going around, I suppose, right? Yes, we gotta run yes. around the trees. Yeah. They head off along the lake shore through the forest. You walk for a little bit. It's a very easy path because you're simply following the curve of the lake. And you get pretty used to where you're going. You're moving at the old lady's pace. She's just having a jolly old time. She keeps telling you about her husband and her two children, and it doesn't really seem to know where she is, but she's liking it. (laughs) (laughs) And moving very slowly, you head around the lake. You're used to, at this point, the bird song and the lapping of the waves against the shore. But then the bird song stops. You now only hear the sound of your own feet walking across the sand. It's eerily quiet. Perception check? Oh, spicy juice. That's a natural 20 for Mr. Tanninger. I got a dirty 20. Doctor. <clears throat> I got a 22. You're all so right. perceptive. You really feel like you need to protect this old lady. So all of you see... Two pairs of eyes in dark-skinned faces, uh, the same color as the Bobby Rusa skin that you saw earlier. Just kind of like a not-going-to-get-sunburned color of skin. Hmm. They're looking at you, and there is no sound here. Okay, officially, Bobby Rusas are the color of, like, slate gray, so this is not a human color at all. Humans do not have this skin color. Except well after um, death. Yeah, you'd have to be, like, dead and in a bog, I think. Yes. To get this color of skin. So, bog body color of of skin on the, on these people. And they got, like, hairs coming out of them. Oh, and teeth coming out of their face. So. <laughs> Wait, these yep. are hum- humanoids, though? Humanoid Bobby Russas. And how many you of them? saw them first. H- how many of them? Two. Two. Well, four oh. eyes. Two humanoid Bobby Russas. And they're looking at us? Yes. Okay. Hmm. They are 100 feet away between you and the cabin. What are they doing? Watching you. It looks like they're going to jump on you when you reach there, but because you guys rolled a natural 20, you Uh are not ambushed. Oh, they're waiting on Um, us? Oh, I have a radical idea, gentlemen. I would, I would like, it, to, I would like to spend a, one minute, one full minute casting a spell. Anybody object? Okay. Yeah. Uh, we'll just vamp. 
Uh, no, I, 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 I just, I just mean if they're not attacking us, and they're waiting for us to pass a certain point, we have the ability to stand still and and cast a spell for a minute. Uh, my only yeah. question is, can I, am I communicating with them verbally? Can they hear me? Is the sound is are, are we in a soundproof place? No. Okay. In fact, the sound carries across the lake very far. And you would say that they are most likely to react to you changing your pace because they have been watching you. Mm. So maybe that won't work. What's the spell? Tiny hut. It would protect the old right. woman and, uh, yeah. and and give her a place to be and not allow them in. DM ruling. You have a tiny hut. I have a tiny hut. Excellent. Okay, sweet. I like that. Uh, so we've, we've protected, we protect the old lady, uh, in, in this particular case, it, it'll last eight hours. It's a 10-foot sphere, and it basically just protects her uh, once I plant it. So, yes, this, this is perfect. The worst part of video games is when you've got that ally that keeps getting themselves killed. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I was playing Gloomhaven the other day, and we have a movement of two, base two, and the ally had a movement of three. And I was like, this is a problem and it just kept running ahead and opening doors and smacking into enemies and i'm like oh my gosh stop dying <laughs> so yeah no ally problems she's in the hut for sure excellent we have we have protected her that's the key part let me take that spell off my list or not that spell let me take a slot all right now for these fine gentlemen who waited while i cast that spell uh the range is what a hundred feet uh, and they are Behind a light foliage. Oh, a light foliage. Oh, I love it. Uh, Diaz, Diaz, we see you over there. I just want to check in. I'm going to kill you uh, unless you tell me you're not planning on attacking and you walk away right now. I am a great wizard and I will kill you if you dare to do anything but leave at this very moment. I have... Do an intimidation check. Oh, yes, I can do an intimidation check. I love this. I love... Let me look at that number. That's the number right there. Okay. All right. Here we go. Intimidation check. Natural 20 with a 2 plus. So 20, 22. Damn. A natural 20? A natural 20 with a plus 2. Yes. Oh, I I had things prepared for them to say, (laughs) but they will scream them at you as they run away. They scream, down with the Order of the White Spire. And they scream the poem Delore by Theodore Rothke. Uh, <laughs> they, they run away. I am two foot. Were they, were they beatniks? Did we scare off beatniks? <laughs> yes. I think we <laughs> ran off revolutionaries who wanted to end the relationship with the white spy out of chaos. That's what I'm imagining right now. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, and uh, I'll just give you guys a bit of that poem because it's a good one. I have known the inexorable sadness of pencils. Neat in their boxes, delore of pad and paperweight, all the misery of manila folders. It's a good poem. I think he didn't, he didn't mention staplers, so I think that's the only thing that's missing there. <laughs> red red uh, shoreline stapler. Just one last bit of the poem because it's a good one. Desolation in immaculate public places. Mm. Endless duplication of lives and objects. All right. Anyway, so they run away. <laughs> They seem pretty interesting, I have to be honest. Maybe we shouldn't. Oh, well. We can catch up with them later at the pub, you know? Yeah, yeah, or at the coffin. They're revolutionaries. Yeah, they'll be at the pub. 
More likely at the coffee house. That's true. That's true. You're probably right at the coffee house. I love this plan. This is a good plan. I guess I'll skip right ahead to this part. The battle ends. The Babirusa demon lords vanquished back to where they came from. (laughs) In the distance, you can see what they were trying to prevent you from reaching. An idyllic, almost romantic log cabin on the shores of a peaceful lake in the woods. You straight up just did a Gandalf the White. None shall pass, but... (laughs) And they, they weren't a Balrog. That's right. Take a bow. I'm feeling my Wheaties right now. I'm just saying. Wow. Incredibly cool. They had 85 hit points each. Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> that was going to be the next half hour, but yeah, no. We were, we were going to die. That's what was going to happen. We're going to run back in the hut. I mean, I feel like that gives us plenty of time for a pre-rescue skinny dip. Uh, <laughs> no? Anyone's skinny dip? I feel like this is true, but I don't want to go far from the hut where the, the nice lady is sitting in a chair having lemonade. That's all I'm saying. Very well. So we can skinny dip for a little while. That's all I'm saying. Well, let's approach the <laughs> hut. Yeah. No, to the cabin. To the cabin. Come on. Let's. Maybe. Maybe uh, the lady Tulia will join us. I believe the lady Tulia is there. So if you're talking about skinny dipping after. Uh, we have to figure out if this is something she wanted or somebody, something somebody else talked into. You know, we can we can maybe we can discuss it in the water. I like this idea. This is a good idea. All right, we close the distance on the hut. You close the distance on the hut. A beautiful golem, her delicate features carved out of clay by a master artisan, is rocking on a chair on the front porch. He's like, aha, my true goal. I know her race now. (laughs) Uh, Seeing you, she holds up a tray of glasses of lemonade Mm. and smiles. Travelers, you must be weary. Have some lemonade. Are you Tulia by chance? That's me. I'm Tulia Fry. Is there a chance you have decided to abdicate your responsibilities from the White Spire? And now that you're up on the front porch asking her questions, before she has a chance to reply, the door of the cabin swings open, and a man, part fly, part human, roars at you. What are you doing here? This is my cabin. Leave! All right, uh, Tandra immediately casts calm emotions. <laughs> oh, nice. He has Ooh. so many extra level two spell slots to burn. That's a, that's a good one. <laughs> So, uh, charisma saving throw, please. Oh, because the Bobby Rusa demon lords didn't knock him out of you. All right. Well, then, with a very calm face, he totally, like, slate, you know? He says, leave my cabin. (laughs) Dude, you know people are looking for your friend here, right? The cult? Which cult would that be? That is a very pointed term. This poor golem here was brainwashed by a cult. She was a prisoner only let out of that white tower once a week. I would see how sad she would get at the end of the day when she had to go back there. I'm reprogramming her. I'm saving her. Are you in love with her? Oh yeah, he's absolutely in love with her. He blushes. (laughs) okay so you're biased dude like you don't in that case the term reprogramming is a little frightening 
sinister. Yeah, that's where I'm like, okay, I don't know, my guy. Um, why do you think the group she left is bad? They only let her out once a week. She would get so sad. She would visit the kennel that I work at, Puppify, and she would pet the puppies. And at the end of the... Jeez, I'm crow. (laughs) (laughs) At the end of the day, when she had to go home, I would see this sadness on her face. Such a beautiful face. So sad. I had to save her. Okay. I mean, like, that's sort of like a inherently unhealthy behavior. Like, you shouldn't have to feel like you have to save your partner. Um, but we can explore that later. Um, I think that we should talk to her without you in the room. Mm, now, he's definitely not going to allow that um, unless you guys convince him to allow that. Persuasion check. Um Oh, and he's had his emotions all calmed. She is an individual, and you respect her, so respect her enough, the agency, to talk to people who want to talk to her like she's an adult. Okay, and do a persuasion check with no advantage or disadvantage. Let's just see what you got. Can I assist in any way with this? I assume that the friends are assisting, and I assume that it's at disadvantage for reasons that you guys don't know. So sure. it's all cancel out. For sure. Uh, that That's going to be a very middling 13. Okay. With the middling 13, he will look at you from inside the cabin. <laughs> that's fine. Is he like, is he like right pressed up against the window? Absolutely. That, that we're just in front of. Tanager's going to keep his attention. Yep, and he has a fly person, so like he's got his two hands on the window. <laughs> oh, gross. Can I do um, a quick perception check to tell uh, what skill set he might have used to reprogram Tulia? Yeah, do an arcana check, actually. I can definitely do that. I'll also hold his attention if you two want to like talk to Tulia, you know? Dirty 21. Oh, heck yeah. All right. With an above 20, you know that the schools of magic are abjuration, protect stuff. Illusion, makes stuff seem like other stuff. Enchantment, make things do stuff. Make people stay in your log cabin. Yeah. So we, yeah. So we think she's been enchanted. I happen to have a skill at remove curse. Um, and I'm wondering if this might be some sort of curse. When I would have cast Calm Emotions, I didn't think this was relevant at the time, but I have the spell up. You can suppress any effects causing a target to be charmed or frightened. Would that potentially have applied? I'm going to say that with both of you doing those two things, you have worked your way through some of the layers of magic that were upon Tulia. And that she is a lot closer to the surface now, if that makes sense. Makes perfect sense. Yeah, I think the it would at least give her a check or advantage. Like, I can't really do anything, but I can suppress... Oh, she only has one minute until... Well, I can cast Calm Emotions again. But, yeah. guys, 
I know my spell. We we gotta we gotta break this girl out of her stupor right now if we want to free her. I've got command. Is there any anything I could say using command? Um, command is rough mental magic. Like this is more Tanager's mm. personal belief. But like, dude, you're a paladin of the reveler now. Use your charm. Use your wit. Oh well, if I could do my own, my own, if I can roll my own persuasion. Yeah, get at it. Like I said, I'm pretty much just kind of, like, blocking his view of what's going on. <laughs> like, he's looking, and I'm, like, looking back at him. What is... <clears throat> what is love if it is just the nature of us containing someone we care about and doesn't give them an opportunity to truly love us back as they are and not as who we were? So I definitely want to assist my friend... A uh, rain cloud as he does this. Yeah, and to put it simply, in Tanner's belief, she's not having a good time at the party. So she needs to, you know, it's our moral duty to make sure everyone has a good time here. Well, uh, with advantage, I got a 12 on, per- on my persuasion. Okay. And what do you say to her? I'm like, um... And it's, by the way, just to give you a moment to pause... This is the end of the game. What you say to her is kind of going to be the, like, just think about it. What's the right question to ask someone? Yeah. Well, I mean, are we trying to get her out of here? Or are we just trying to get her alone from him? Or what are we trying to do? I mean, we're trying to get her actual true opinion on this situation. Yeah. Okay. 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 Did she want to leave? When did she get brainwashed? Like, does she want to not be part of either of these organizations? We just need to see what she actually wants. Okay, well then, uh, Raincloud kind of um, crouches down beside her rocking chair and tenderly kind of takes one of her hands that's not holding the, the lemonade and looks into her eyes. The Stepford wife lemonade. He looks into her eyes and his, 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 um, his little slit cat eyes kind of slowly dilate into big round pupils and he says, Look into your heart, my dear. And and try not to try not to think about this lemonade or this beautiful view, this lake, this cabin, this man who you've been spending time with. Think back to your family, the people who raised you, your home, all the comforts there, and and your true inner beliefs. Is that a place that you truly want to be? Do you believe in this ritual? Do you truly feel that if you're all of your siblings stopped? their duties that the world would truly end what is what is your what is your true inner belief with layers of programming upon her at first a fake smile plasters her face and as if upon command she replies instinctively i am happy i am happy her head twitches 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 the fake smile drops from her beautiful clay face she frowns she looks left then right like a person waking up. Where is this? Where am I? How? She sees Ankit, the flyman. Her eyes widen as she remembers. She backs away from standing up out of the rocking chair, dashing the tray of lemonade glasses to the ground of the porch, tripping over her own feet and landing in a heap on the ground, scooting backwards to get further from him. All the while, she starts to scream. How do you guys react? 
I think I know what I'm doing. Uh, I will cast um, Wall of Fire between her and him. About 120 foot is the range, so I think I can hit that space, and it should it should maintain for a minute. Yep, yep. And he does not have any levels, just to let you guys know. So he is very contained by that, and possibly burning down inside the cabin. <laughs> uh, I was trying not to set the cabin on fire. That was not my intention. Uh, good, he <laughs> okay. deserves it. Tanish would like to cast Pass Without a Trace on her, so... Got it. Excellent. Wherever she's going... Or at least get her back to the hut. She scrambles up off of the ground and tears off into the woods, back in the direction of the white tower, which you can see in the distance, passing without a trace. Nice. I think we can trust her to get back on her own, and so let's get the old lady back to the inn. I, they're coming for us, though. we got to really go. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, Tanager is full on crying on the way back. That was a lot, guys. Ah, <laughs> uh, I think we did some good today. Thank you guys for playing in this adventure. I've got some epilogue stuff for you. Nice. Oh, yeah. Oh, I have a little bit of epilogue as well. The mysterious package. All right. Well, all right. Well, so first I'll do the old lady. One second. I got to find this. I, for some reason, wrote 18 pages of plot. This was a bad idea. Where do I find it? <laughs> <clears throat> okay. All right. So um, I'll tell you first that the returning Tinitin to her Robin, you know, the 50-year-old Tenryu woman, she has her husband, Anil, and her mother-in-law, his mother, Christina, and his father, and they're all extremely relieved when Tinitin is returned to them, and... Uh, her daughters, Tanya and Tahira, who had been visiting her less and less recently, and Tinatin has been forgetting more and more. Altogether as a family, they realize now that Tinatin needs round-the-clock care. Tinatin was a little bit cold from spending all that time outside, and the family realizes that it's time to have someone watch her full-time. You guys have fixed the silver alert. Yay. And now for the epilogue with Tulia. Is it possible... Ah. Is it possible to make a suggestion? Yeah. Uh, yeah, the family is all talking about plans right now. We happen to know somebody in the White Spire who owes us a favor, and I'm wondering, would you all be okay if maybe your mother was taken a care of in the White Spire and you could go there and visit? Because I think they need visitors too, and maybe having somebody to care for would help them. It's just a thought. I'm going to let the epilogue continue. Yeah, more people need to go to there. Also, I want to slip Dr. Crud the third's card into their bag because he's the best medical professional that I know. Yeah, that, those are both great suggestions. And I would say the family is very inclined to do that because you are so helpful. And they do not give you a monetary reward, but they're going to follow your advice as. All right. Um, so here's the epilogue. Tulia returned to the White Spire and was greeted joyously by her family, even Diogenes. She immediately commanded, as the queen, that on their days off, the family begin recruitment of eight willing orphans who had been starving on the streets of Jishope and Nicomoy. To the fire-breathing kittens who saved her, she sent a pouch of 5,000 gold each. Please add 5,000 gold to your character sheet. She is the queen. Hell yeah. Wow. <laughs> uh, I immediately give a 1,000 to Curry. <laughs> I don't training... know when to pay people, 
So I'm just lump summing the next couple years, hopefully. Ah, yeah, with loyal staff, why not? The next time I get money, I'll also be like, oh, so can I give you pearls? But sorry, continue. <laughs> okay. All right. The training of the next generation of the White Spire then commenced. They fed the children, raised them in their ways, taught them the daily rituals, and asked if they would be willing to take over their places when they grew. Ten years later, Tulia transferred the white lights from her generation to the next. To the horror of the Babirusa demon lords who love chaos and despise order, the daily rituals continued. Every day, every day, for years. A dinner table set for a family. After transferring the light, Hegesius and Apollonius spent two years traveling the world, but then returned to the tower. And Chrysippus, uh, my favorite, which you guys did not meet, he was chilling in, in the pool on the top level. <laughs> <laughs> Walk across my swimming pool if you do this for me, then I'll let you go free. <laughs> uh, stayed in the tower, content there. And Diogenes, who it turns out he was really excited to leave the tower because he moved in with Arians and they got married. The Aww. end. Aww. Joining us on this adventure were uh, Raincloud. We did it again! Tanager. Tanager did have just one little last thing, if he okay. could. Uh, at the end of the adventure, when we retired to the rooms, he would call Raincloud oh, up yes. to his bedroom. Sorry, I forgot. Uh, you did. You told me about that, too. And yeah, yeah sorry, yeah. Uh, and then slowly, as Tanager removes all of his makeup, all of his adornments, he looks to Raincloud and says, please, if you would, open the package. The big, uh... Three and yeah. a half foot tall. <laughs> okay. It is a new kimono. Because <gasps> Tanager does not like the Blade Dancers. That's his brother's stuff. Oh. You don't think it goes well with my, my spots and stripes? I think the new spotted and striped cat-themed kimono might go a bit better. <gasps> I say. As well as a set of earrings, interlocking loops with little tips for the ends of your cat ears that curl up into metallic points, much like Tanager's own satyr horns. <gasps> Family is the people you choose, and he turns with you with a plain, unadorned face. You are my brother now, Raincloud. There's a there's a lot going on here, but Raincloud is like the first thing in his mind is like, "Damn, he looks good even without the makeup." <laughs> his natural yeah. face is good too. <laughs> I just gives him a just gives him a big hug. Just gives him a big hug. A little behind the screen, that was he spent all of his coin from all of his previous adventures on this outfit for Raincloud. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, bud. Thanks for converting to my crazy, drunken religion. Uh, I mean, I could get rid of my own hangovers. What could possibly go wrong? Ah, uh, that's such a good theme. And, you know, with the, the family around the table and the white tower and with you guys and ah, uh, And, okay. And tangible. I really enjoyed getting the opportunity to go and visit the White Spire. I'm so happy I got to play. Ah, uh, goodbye. Goodbye. Yeah. The following is a brief bit of the Pedro and Banana podcast. 
Do you know what really um, freaks me out about the mask, yeah? Everyone's wearing a mask, right? CCTV everywhere, yeah? You mm. think this is a fantastic opportunity for bank robbers. <laughs> yeah, Nobody's robbed a bank. Yeah, Nobody's robbed any banks. I've What's been exactly going on? I've the same thing. I thought banks would be getting dropped left, right and centre. Just any kind of crime like that where, where CCTV's Anything, necessary. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, where you wear a mask. Everyone's got a mask on, so you can't really identify me. Um, no, it wasn't me. It was him with the mask. Yeah, put it was, uh, that's not me. Yeah. That bloke's got a mask on. I don't wear a mask. Yeah. Put, a, put a hood on, put your mask on. Done. That don't even look like Coverage. my shotgun. My shotgun's green. That one's black. <laughs> I always had this Ferrari. That was the Pedro and Banana podcast. Find them wherever you find podcasts. Are you a man of culture and need a podcast that reflects your refined tastes? Do you think one to four episodes is the optimal number to tell a complete story? Who has time to sit down for 300 episodes? Are you a sucker for romance? HappyHouseOfHentai.com or search for Hentai in your favorite podcast service. www.teameasycrane.co.uk We help you build your business and grow recurring profits. Thank you so much for listening, and don't forget to hit the subscribe button.